0: I was born in Charlotte, North Carolina on a cold January morning. i would never forget. The doctor held me in his arms and I looked him in the eyes and I told him, one day, I'm going to be in Judgment Day. And wouldn't you know it, that dream came true Uh uh-huh we've been through a lot together money in the bank the women's royal rumble the judgment day in your house the judgment day is an unbreakable bond. for the last time you are not in the judgment day sure we may argue from time to time I'm not in the Judgment Day if I lose this match tonight, but you're not in it if you lose either.
1: JD McDonough, he's out of Judgment Day.
0: But now that JD is gone, we are real, real family now. Real, Finn, Priest, Tom, and Nick Mysterio. Even though I never met Nick, he's still my brother. Finally. I want to send a message to every WWE superstar on behalf of the Judgment Day. Listen closely. We are always here if you want to talk. If you need a shoulder to show the crowd, as we always say in the Judgment Day, live, laugh, and love.
1: top of wrestling podcast welcome back it's the never ending season five it's episode 568 and i'm feeling great i'm ready to go he's ready to go ladies and gentlemen odm
2: hey crusty this one's for you hit the
1: fucking music
3: the bills make me warm your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: coming in hot are we okay, okay.
2: oh Here we my go. god oh my god uh i saw something it was a december f- it's december f- the evening of december 4th the eagles are 10 and 2 the chiefs are fucking whatever they were the dolphins are leading the afc east the bills are six and six only one of those teams won their division it wasn't Sorry, the, Ch- the chiefs weren't in that god. list the chiefs weren't in that list obviously they clinched their division but uh Yeah, man, what a fucking roller coaster of a season! There was a while back there, I think, where we all just kind of resigned that this wasn't the year. And
1: so, true story, if you remember, big fortieth birthday, I could have went to the Chiefs game. Mm -hmm. That was game one of Of the five, having to win five in a row. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, opted against it ahead of time, but life took fate anyway because as you remember my doggy went through doggy vertigo so i had to be home for all that anyway i'm glad i was home for that but um watching the game the other day the, re- the return i oh that was it, yeah um, same here the bouncing off the dude's helmet and catching it in the end zone ridiculous mm-hmm. really hope davis is okay that's all I got to say, because we're going to need him.
2: Spring uh PCL, he might miss the game. But good news for us, TJ Watt is missing the game. So I
1: did see that. Um, not to mock him, I'm sorry, little John, but have you seen the TikTok of the little kid that takes a bowling ball and goes running <laughs> way down the side, <laughs> go running up the thing, and it says this is the Eagles, and then the bowling pins are the NFC East, East. title? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes all the way up close, and then just throws it directly in the fucking gutter.
2: It's fucking great. (laughs)
1: Oh, I love it, Uh, dude. It's man, it's gonna be kind of interesting to see where things go. (laughs) And I'll tell you right now, for me, it's gonna be an exciting weekend because not only do we have the wild card, I'm going to. New Japan Battle in the Valley. So I'm excited we're going to get there. Plus, we also have other news. We got Bring It to the Table. We got Reliving Our Monday Night Wars going 25 years back in date. And, you know, I'm going to start trying to tease as much I can in advance, you know, per episode. So you kind of know what you're in for. Oh, we're in a new era. We're in a completely new era in 1999. Mankind is your champ. This is one of the absolute craziest Raws of all time. Nitro. Nitro is about to show its true colors, yeah, what do you have to say?
2: We did a pay-per-view called, and I might have texted you this, we did a pay-per-view. No, we didn't do a pay-per-view. We did an episode called The Tale of Two Pay-Per-Views. That was uh, the the infamous Red Hell in the Cell in the AEW pay-per-view. This is the tale of two Monday night shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's it's almost a carryover from the week before. So I can't wait. I Just taking notes, I'm like, oh, my God. I have so much to say. So between that, between our top topic, and between Wrestle Kingdom, this is probably going to be another long show.
1: Uh, but, you know, we'll we'll try to tidy it in as quick as possible. You did say uh, top topic, and it is our movie of the week, and it's the continuation of Hair of the Dog. Uh, Hair of the Dog Part 2, as you remember, the Better Call Saul episode. That is going to be today's Breaking Bad. But let's get into some news
2: well i had to get a chuckle out of this one and i specifically put it in the notes as such uh triple h pulls a t- tk aka tony khan those of you who aren't familiar i i sent you something uh, you know they teased that triple h was going to make an announcement on thursday which was an odd day for them to you know release news because it's not during one of their main shows but uh and i saw like a kind of like a fan theorizing you know between uh some of the tna stuff and triple h stuff that it was going to be some kind of merger. That did not end up being the case. It was a true Tony Khan announcement because it was just that they're running shows and a pay-per-view in Toronto. That's it. That's all it was.
1: Well, I well now, I got to say, though, while it does seem weak, take a look. Nearly every pay-per-view, I think, so far next year besides WrestleMania is not in this country. Money in the Bank, not in this country. Uh, yeah. Elimination Chamber. Uh,
3: oh,
2: yeah. There's a bunch
1: of them that are not. It, one's in France, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Uh, I believe so, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's it's not necessarily. I mean, I think timing-wise, it looks like it would have been something of a merger. I get what you're saying. Um, it's funny how you wrote in the notes here, Triple H pulls a TK. I was like, oh, man, don't start doing coke. That's not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> And now I I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this right now because you just never know because you know how our shows can sound sometimes you hear weird production and it's, we don't know who to blame. I see you keep looking backwards there. Um, do you want to tell us what your current state of New York is like right now? Yeah, there's
2: some high winds. There were no wind warning. You know they're pussies at sometimes, so they canceled after school activities, which is good. I didn't have to pick up my kid from practice. But yeah, the lights flickered a little bit. I mean, we've been lucky. We've been here. About three and a half years and uh i think don't the power can say
1: it don't you fucking say uh, it good point don't you fucking say good it. good
2: point anyway yeah it's kind of windy outside so <laughs> who knows what state the yard's in but the power's on that's all that matters
1: that's all that matters with the show's being recorded
2: there I you go you're outside i think life. it is anyway
1: all right <laughs> moving, on. News, moving on moving on so kicking it
2: we, we we've noticed that brit baker hasn't been on tv she even called it on twitter and you know and uh, she had a recent interview with Ring the Bell, and that's B-E-L-L-E. I'm guessing it's a female-led wrestling podcast. It's just a guess based on the name. Uh, but Britt Baker was at, on the show, and she was asked why she wasn't featured much on uh, in AEW TV in 2023. And this is Britt's quote. I think with our very passionate fans, they're very vocal with what they want, what they don't want, what they like, what they don't like. And we listen. I listen. So if they are telling me they want more or less of something, then okay, I hear you loud and clear. And a lot of them said, we want less Britt Baker. So if that's what they want, okay, that's what you'll get. Let me take a step back. Here's the rest of the women. Someone else can take the ball and run with it and make the women's division about you. And you be the face of the women's division. And when no one else can do that, I'll be there to pick up the pieces and do it all over again.
1: I never said anything that you should have been or that we were sick of you. I never heard anybody say they're sick of Britt Baker. Oh,
2: I'm sure some people have. I've heard some people say that. But here's the thing. I think there's two things going on. I think that with all the signing, she's probably like, you know what? Uh, I'm a dentist. Uh, this paycheck's nice and all, but I'm going to go to my work with my patients. And if Tony needs me, he can call me in and I'll take care of business. I think that's, that's the... Uh, You know, that's the shoot. Uh, The work is the statement. And I like it because it's almost kind of heelish. It's kind of like, oh, you don't want me around? Fine, fuck you. And, you know, when nobody else can do what I did, I'll be back to clean it up. I kind of like it. I kind of like it.
1: It's funny because I hear that uh, not only that Thunder Rosa may be making a return, I heard Serena Deeb is on her way back in. Mm -hmm. You know what? You really want to turn this shit around, I would bring Britt Baker in. But you know what? I digress on that topic because I think that we we may actually touch on that a little bit later. Sure. What else you got?
2: Uh, So a recent report from Meltzer suggests that MJF could be out of action for up to a year. Um, That is, you know, obviously a very long time. The torn labrum really is the the chief suspect right now. Um, No word on him having surgery as of yet. Uh, and I don't know what the, uh, you know, recovery time is on that. And he is also dealing with a hip issue and probably some other bumps and bruises as well. But, yeah, man, a year is a long time. And you know what? Maybe with everything that's happened now, maybe this is the way to go. Give him a long period off. Have him come back. Everybody will pop. He'll soak it in. And then he'll fucking pull the rug out from everybody and turn heel immediately. That's the best thing well, for him. Well,
1: I was just going to say, a year is just maybe enough time for me to wash the shitty taste out of my mouth of everything. I've just watched him as a face with his kangaroo kicking dumb shit (laughs) in his vignettes. Um, All of it was crap. I hated it. So besides that, um, it's funny you said his hip. He didn't have to have a hip problem, but when the table broke with him and Jay White, he he decided, fuck, I'll still do the table spot. Or don't. Or don't. Or just don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, how many big spots do you have to have in every match? How about one match just be a wrestling match? Mm
2: -hmm. Imagine that. Just just a match. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, he's not the only one out, I see.
2: Yeah, well, Charlotte Flair did have surgery on her knee. Uh, It was ACL, MCL, and meniscus, if I'm not mistaken, that were torn. Uh, I know it was the ACL. I don't remember if it was the PCL or the MCL. I think it was the MCL. Um, but, yeah, she's going to be out until October of 2024. That's this year, in case you've forgotten already. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's, what, nine months? Uh, she put out a very babyface tweet. Uh, you know, her last run here uh, was as a babyface. Uh, so it was great. It was a nice little babyface tweet. I oh, thank you all the fans, yada, 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 and I'll be back stronger than ever. If. If.
1: If Andrade and her are still together. Hmm. I haven't seen that they're 100% not together. Mm. I've just heard slight rumors, right? Keep him off TV all the way to October. You remember Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis? Yeah. I'm not saying do that. Oh, God. I'm saying you come in, we are the power couple, we're taking over. We're taking the world titles in, in both divisions. Something. It could make him, I feel like... It maybe he needs that little bit of a rub, or do you think that would pussify him?
2: I no, I don't think it would. I just I think the better option right now is have Andrade join the LWO again. I still think that's the best way to do it because, like I said, Zelina's there, and if anything, you can have Zelina and Andrade back off, and then when Charlotte comes back, you could have Charlotte beat the shit out of Zelina and Andrade, and then con- conform. Then I think that's solid.
1: Well, speaking of, did you happen to see Dragon Lee was unable to. Wrestle this past week mm-hmm. on NXT. So who fills in? Carlito. Man, I like that Carlito's back in 2024 wrestling. Yeah, it's crazy. It looks better than ever. And I sent it to you. Everybody has seen it. I know everybody has seen this spot with Joaquin Wild, where it was, uh, Joaquin was on the ropes, Carlito and I can't remember who the other... Uh, Yeah, me neither. Launched this dude. I don't know. Maybe felt like thirty feet. I'm not sure if it was farther than that or less, but it felt like it was the longest shot I've ever seen in my life of of a jump.
2: Height and distance. So, so for reference, he was he was sitting on the top rope with his feet on the second rope, uh, facing out of the ring, and they basically like he kind of bounced up and down himself but the other guys on each side of him slingshotted him and he went fucking flying. It was impressive.
1: They did AEW better than AEW does.
2: AEW. Oh, yep. Yes, sir. You nailed it.
1: They would have they would have messed that up. Someone would have fallen, guaranteed.
2: Bro, this has been like I'm going to go on a tangent here. I'm sorry cuz you just made that statement and it's 100% Walmart wrestling does better wrestling than AEW. <laughs> AEW you know what I mean? Um there's so much. I shit. can't wait
1: till they put out a DVD and you get it in a Walmart bin. There was,
2: <laughs> there was, oh my God, the trolling because as you know, uh, I watched the Jacksonville Titans game. Jacksonville mm-hmm. blew it, and uh, it gave the Bills an automatic entry into the playoffs. But they took the East anyway, just for good measure. Just a reminder. Um, and it was the NFL. No, what was it? It was like WWF WWE on Fox Twitter handle retweeted the Jag saying it was the Jags Twitter page saying tickets are now on sale for the playoffs yeah, and it was and tickets. it was the WWF on Fox tweeted hmm you know it was the picture of Kurt Angle like oh why well, do you've seen that picture been going around yeah, lately. I saw it was, it. I'm like oh my god and then I saw a picture of Tony Khan with a Bills fan <laughs> Oh
1: yeah, and he said thanks for uh, thanks for getting us into the playoffs, man. We appreciate it.
2: Uh, Duvall.
1: Um, one thing I will say into news before we talk about AEW is uh, TNA, since they are having their pay per view coming up uh, this coming Sunday, Hard to Kill. They are rebranding every one of the championships because they all said Impact, mm-hmm. and if you've been seeing online a lot of them are going back to the old school red colors. Uh it, I mean it is an old school TNA feel. I got to be honest with you. I am excited about TNA all of a sudden. And we'll, we'll get there very soon. Yeah. Uh we'll, and yeah, was, I saw
2: I saw the X Division title, the new one. Yeah, yep. it looks dope. Sick. looks dope.
1: Yep. I and yeah, and it'll be defended. I can't wait t- cuz every one of the titles are going to be brand new looking by the time we hit Sunday night. I think the world title will be revealed, I think, by Friday. Uh, but this past week, AEW, with what they had to contribute, um, I, I did see that on Collision, FTR is now uh, just feuding with uh, who is it? House of Black. Mm-hmm. I'm like Just throwaways. It's just... Uh, it's That show, I can't even imagine what the ratings are like. I actually did see a thing where Jeff Hardy did a real fucking promo backstage, and he said... It was good to be out here on Collision tonight. And he goes, let's get us on Dynamite so we can bump up those ratings. He actually said wow. that in a promo. Yep.
2: All right. So good speaking of Jeff Hardy. Speaking oh, it was Jeff Hardy. Okay. So apparently, yeah. have you seen there's Twitter drama between Matt and Reby? And people are all like, oh, shit, they're getting divorced. And apparently Matt unfollowed her on TikTok or something, and they were jabbing each other back and forth on Twitter.
1: She's just the right amount of crazy, but also like hot anyway yeah she's also had
2: like eight kids so that probably don't help like throwing a hot dog down a tunnel but uh the other <laughs> the other thing was i saw this great graphic it was the four pillars of aw and it was the characters of big bang theory <laughs> that's about the funniest that's thing that's the funniest thing ever come out of big bang theory i'll tell you that much
1: <laughs> i was gonna send it to you because i know you hate big bang uh it is funny about uh, the Jeff Hardy thing. It's funny because Matt Hardy put out a post. He's like, Jeff has been clean for well over a year now, and he's he's better than I've ever seen. And I sent it to you, the version of Marty McFly going, whoa, this is a rerun. This one. <laughs> What's a
2: rerun? <laughs>
1: oh, shit. Anyway, so uh, AEW. Not only, uh, you know, with what I had in Collision. That's all I had in Collision, by the way. But we finally have a name for the Devil's setup, and it's the Undisputed Kingdom. Talk about mashing things together. And now I... We're just going to call it the Undisputed Kingdom Era. Yeah, there you go. Or Undisputed Era Kingdom. It's just... Come on. Two out of four I get. Maybe Roddy... Or not Roddy, I... Kyle O'Reilly joins him later, but look at—I was down for it when he said, you know, uh, Roderick Strong is going to go for the international championship, which means he'll go after Orange, which means hopefully he'll take it off of him. Um, first, have you noticed that Roddy is rocking a really hard, awesome mustache? It's he—he's just—he's comical, but you know, I hate to quote Jim Cornette. That's what these guys all were. They were all corny vignette joking. You have to mow my lawn for me. It was all jokes. Adam! It was all jokes, and now we're supposed to believe that you guys are devils and you guys are to be feared. The most feared on that team, if you're main guy, he's in a fucking... He's in a goddamn wheelchair. (laughs) You know what I mean? He can't do anything. The biggest one, Wardlow, now looks like a bitch because Adam Cole says, and when I'm ready and able... Wardlow is going to win that championship, and he's going to hand it over to me. He just made himself in Pinnacle Part, uh, part 2.
2: Didn't uh, Christian and Luchashot already play that storyline out?
1: Yep, yep. As a matter of fact, you're dead on right.
2: Yeah, hmm. that's what I thought. Hmm.
1: And Plain Wayne's mom is still on TV every week. Yeah, that's fine. That whore is still <laughs> on TV.
2: She's a good whore. <laughs>
1: Uh, did you happen to see that Private Party is back?
2: I didn't. Do I care?
1: So, well, not really, but uh, it was Mark Quinn that I think has been out for quite some yes. time.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think so, yeah.
1: So, and we also got Street Profits going, so we're back to Private Profits and all that shit. So that'll be fun. Great. Can't wait. Uh, the only matchup was worth seeing last week was to te- Takeshka defeating Darby Allen. Pretty good banger of a match. It's funny because in the beginning they always say it's a 20-minute time limit. Came pretty close, and I thought that's what they were going to do, and I'm like, great, give me a feud, give me something good. Nope, nope, that's it.
2: Just a one-off.
1: Yeah, and they're going to be at Daly's Place tonight, by the way. It's their homecoming. Hmm. Yay. Because that's about the best size arena that they could really fill at this point. Pretty much, yeah. The main event saw Swerve defeat Daniel Garcia. The highlight of the match is when Swerve was down. Garcia's outside, and Prince Nana and him have a face-off. And they do the rock and stone-cold side-to-side look, you know. And then they start doing the dance-off, where Nana does his part <sighs> real quick, hand side-to-side. Garcia does his thing, then uh, Nana with his hand above his head, swirling, you know, swerving. Uh, and then just as Garcia went for his next one, Swerve knocked him down. I laughed at it. I thought it was fucking funny. I don't care. Um, look at, I'm finding it. I'm trying to find as little bit of good as I can in this biggest turd possible that, that AEW is presenting. Because for those who do listen to this show, if you are a mega AEW fan but you still listen to us, hey, I appreciate that. It's just all opinion. Like we've all said, you know, we're just, you know trying to be a part of the game as everybody but when it comes to aw they're not providing a whole lot and here's my next example swerve he's strong he's looking good oh he didn't win the continental classic okay you're gonna have him annihilate dustin rose uh at the pay-per-view for world's end good let's have him look strong beginning of the year oh you're gonna have him face daniel garcia okay all right fine and then Hangman fucking Page comes out, and they get into another brawl and a pull apart. So now we're gonna get a third match between them. Look, it it would only be worthwhile if Page had won one of the matches, mm-hmm. but he lost at Wrestle Dream, and then he lost at Jesus Christ. There's so many fucking pay per views. I don't remember the name of whatever one it was that uh, where he drank blood. My point being is that this is. No one wants this. Why are you doing this again?
2: No. What's no. War-
1: what more can you do? He hung him by a chain around his neck, hit him with a brick. What the fuck else do you need to do?
2: Yep. Uh, we've talked about the Swerve is the heel, but he gets cheered like a face because the fans like him. And your baby face lost both matches and gets booed by the crowd.
1: It's not how you do it, boys. It's not how you do it. No one's excelling there. No. And especially with Swerve going out, Joe is your champion. Mm-hmm. You need to be making some good faces that should be going after it. Darby should be number 1. Because who else is really a face on that? No, but he had he had three great matches for the TNT title with Joe. No, definitely. Even if he loses, that's fine. I'm saying sure. you have to Who else okay, a face that you have go against Joe right now? Uh
2: Sting. <laughs> <laughs> but but that tells you the state of event, right? You know the state of the thing. I mean really he's your Oh, uh,
1: you know what I would be down for? If his retirement match was for the title. Cuz what if he wins and actually wins yeah. a champion and drops the title that night? Yeah, there has been go. done before. Mhm. I'd be okay with that. It, right now that would be the only thing worthwhile for me to even think about looking at Revolution. And dear shit, I don't know if they have a February pay per view planned. Probably not.
2: Probably. You know, it'd be worth it. That match would be worth one spot, and that would be Sting setting up for the splash, and Joe just walking away out of the corner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gets better every time. Uh, On SmackDown this past Friday, opened up. Man, Paul Heyman had a great, just a a backstage promo where he's talking to The Rock, and he said, you know, at first I was. the voice of the voice of the voiceless, and then I was the advocate. And then he went through all mm-hmm. of everything that he was, and he's like, and now I'm the wise man. I go, this guy is the shit. He still, at whatever age he is, is cutting better promos than 99% of everybody on the roster.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%.
1: He's the reason we like Roman Reigns, because the less he talks, the better he is.
2: 100%. He's the man.
1: Uh, the blood- and the bloodline did interfere in the main event match, which was Randy Orton, LA Knight, and AJ Styles winner to take on Roman at the Royal Mm Rumble. So Solo, Jimmy, and Roman decided to spoil all that and thought ha ha ha, no one's gonna win until Nick Aldis just does the walk-by to Paul Heyman right after and he says, when he's done celebrating, let him know he just earned a four-way. I gotta be honest, we have to do a show very soon. Top 25 uh, GMS of all time. I gotta be honest, man. All this is killing Aldous is it. already doing a good job, and we already talked about how well Adam Pierce has been doing. Mm-hmm. Like randomly, we're like, "Wow, he's not bad." He's like, he's not getting in the stupid shit and taking sides like all you always see. It's really, I actually like this. So we should get into that at some point. And dude,
2: and I'm I'm still calling it Aldous versus Pierce at WrestleMania. I'm still calling it.
1: Well, hey, there's time. Plenty of time. Uh, so we do have that four way coming up at the Rumble. British strong style reunited when you had Trent Barrett. Jesus Christ. Not Trent Barrett. Definitely not uh, him. Tyler Bate and Butch. They reunited together on SmackDown to take on Pretty Deadly and won. Kind of a meh reception for Tyler Bate. Unfortunately. unfortunately yeah. You know, it, you had to really get into the NXT UK to really appreciate who he was. When he got to the regular NXT, it's kind of already watered down at that point. To me, if this is all on Triple H, right, I say bring back Trent Seven. Bring back the entire group. Yes, it's and people are going to go, oh, it's a Brawling Brutes knockoff. Actually, these guys were the original before the Brawling
2: Brutes. hmm. 100%.
1: Um,. And Kevin Owens did win the U.S. Championship tournament. uh, So he will face Logan Paul at the Royal Rumble. Rumble's looking pretty stacked, to be honest with you. It is. It is. So far. And there's a
2: lot of excitement and buzz in the air. So, I mean, that's going to be definitely another. It was like Survivor Series. Remember, Survivor Series was like, we got to watch this. We got to make sure that we, you know, and and I think it's the same for Royal Rumble. I hope KO. Dude, what if it
1: happens? What, What if it happens?
2: Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I hope KO beats the shit out of Paul. Did you see the video that scumbag did? With with, did. with, with douchebag that puts ketchup ketchup on a steak. <laughs> I
3: did.
2: He trade for those of you who did not see it, he traded the traded in air quotes here. He traded the US title for Mahomes Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Douchebags.
1: So now both things are worth shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: Cocksmokers.
1: The best thing to come out of Smackdown was the emergence of the new stable that we've heard about that we heard the AOP was going to hopefully be paired up with carrying Cross, and Cross's music hits after Lashley and the Street Profits have their promo Lashley entering into the Royal Rumble and he's saying you know 2023 was a shit year for me this year I'm I'm You're going to get the best of of us, and it's going to be our year, just like everybody fucking says in January. Mm -hmm. And then Cross's music hits, and he comes out with Scarlet, but then you see Ellering come from behind him. And they sell it hard on commentary. And then AOP comes right in the ring and beats the shit out of everybody, and then Cross comes in. His shirt said the final prayer. Right. And... Something I did see is that there was a trademark set, and I'm not sure if it is going to be or not, but The Final Testament. I'm not sure if that's going to be a move or if that's the name of The Stable. I hope not. One or the other.
2: Judgment Day, The Final Testament. I mean, they're kind of a little too similar there. You know what I mean? It's a little too And it it, it almost seems like it's shaping up to be Judgment Day on SmackDown. And I'm glad to see AOP back, you know, prior to their run with Drake Maverick, if you remember that, unfortunately. Um, I loved them.
1: How far would you go?
2: Not that Not far, that far bro. Uh, <laughs> I loved AOP. I thought they were solid, especially in NXT. Ellering, yes. I, I love Ellering. I kind of almost wish that Scarlet would just be the valet for the entire group. I don't think you need Ellering there, but I ain't mad at it.
1: Who's to say, though, maybe it's just a... Refresher. Maybe you guys don't fully remember AOP. Maybe you remember him with Paul Ellering. And if you don't, maybe at least remember Paul Ellering being with LOD. Sure. He's here for a month or two and he says, "Scarlet, you have it under control or some shit like that and just goes. You know what I mean? There you or go. Maybe the guys turn on him again. Didn't they turn on him?
2: They did. They went out and they just kicked him out. And that was, they literally walked out for a match, stopped, looked at him, and said, Get the fuck out of here. And he never showed up again. I hope
1: they do that again. I just hope they go, <laughs> as we said, what the fuck are you doing here? Go. Take the hint, Graham. You're still here. <laughs> go climb the Tron. Oh, God. Oh, too soon? Yeah. it's 25 years ago. It's okay. Now, Raw. Raw opened up with Drew McIntyre. Wait, 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 wait.
2: I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. I got to cut you off. This is too good. You realize everybody in that angle is dead except for Ellering?
1: Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, draws Animal, Hawk. Probably some of the refs. Wow, good point. We know who took drugs and didn't. Uh, This past Monday on Raw, Drew McIntyre opens up, and it was solid. He began with, you know, I've been thinking about just walking away from WWE altogether. And then I thought about it. Damien, you screwed me over. And then he's naming everybody. He's like, you know, what he asked all the people who are you know in favor and yeah Cody all those people and he goes maybe I need to walk away for nine years like CM Punk and then I come back and maybe you'll appreciate me then. <laughs> and I go I'm in, holy shit I wasn't expecting this tonight. Punk comes out and says you know I just if you're gonna talk shit you know say it to my face. And and he goes go ahead, go ahead and Punk does the. Laying up on the ropes in the corner thing, you know what I mean—the mm-hmm. hockey thing Piper yep. would do and Michaels—and it's funny because he even said he goes, "We're in Piper country," and he goes, and "He goes, Piper was a talker. I'm known for talking." He goes, "But Drew, that's all you've been doing since I got back. It was solid." So Drew goes on this long thing, and he goes, "I got to be honest. Congratulations. You're—it's a month in, and you're still here." <laughs> Thought that was a pretty good line. Even Punk kind of giggled at it. I'm like, I don't know how fucking planned everything was on that promo. Probably a lot of it, WWE-ish, yeah. but it was it was really good. Drew giving his points over, and and Punk said, you know, I am a, you know, of course, this whole thing about being a different guy, and he said, you know, difference is I rid myself of all that stuff. I I know I have a clearer head and what I need, and he and he's the whole thing is is. Finishing his story, basically. He wants to go to WrestleMania and headline. And he said, he goes, you know what? While I was away, he goes, you did that. You won the Rumble. You won WrestleMania. You won the championship. And he goes, and that's exactly what I'm here to do. It was pretty good. uh, Pretty good back and forth. I liked it. And the best line was Punk going, and at the Rumble, I'll make sure to throw you out last. I kind of feel like we may have our final two or at least two of the final four. That right there, I feel like it's going to probably come down, if I had to guess it right now, it's going to come down to Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, CM Punk.
2: That's a solid Final Four. I could see that 100%.
1: I think it's 100% what it's going to be. LA Knight will probably be your fifth or sixth before.
2: LA Knight and AJ Styles will be in there somewhere, yeah, because AJ Styles just might be Yeah, basically
1: what we're seeing in the main event right now. pretty much.
2: Unless. Jay.
1: I'm seeing a lot of weird. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Jay's new Yeet shirt is extremely blurred. Uh, it's like a, a new version of it. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the yeah, We'll get into that later. Uh, so Tommaso Ciampa defeated Finn Balor. Looks like we're heading towards a tag team title match with them. But after everything that went down, next week, they have to, or yeah, this coming Monday, they have to take on Dominic and JD McDonough. If they get past them, Likely, we probably be seeing a tag team title match with them. I would probably say at the Royal Rumble. At the Rumble, probably. There's so many big stars. We do not, at all four of them are not going to be needed in the Rumble this year. Sure. So, I would put them on the card as a tag title match. And that bulks up the shit out of that that entire pay-per-view already. Nia Jax comes to the ring, says she's going to win the Rumble. And when I do, uh, I'll. she basically called out Rhea. And let me say, when Rhea came out, the pop was fucking enormous.
3: People mm-hmm. went nuts
2: for her. And the crowd Man. was loud too.
1: Oh, very No, that's not.
3: <laughs> Sick. Sick. Wasn't ready for that one.
1: <laughs> uh she got in, in Jax's face and she said, "Don't forget last year in the Rumble. I threw I'm the one that threw you out." And, you know, Jack saying a lot has changed when I came back. I took you out and when I win this Rumble, I will be coming after you. And it, you called that. I did. Long pilot. time ago. Was, yeah. Yes, I'll give you that. That was good. It looks like that's obviously what we're going to be seeing. Interesting. I don't know. I, she hasn't named anything. I wonder if Rhea's even defending their title at Rumble. They don't have anything set for her yet. Um, Ludwig Kaiser took on Kofi Kingston. And Kofi, which I, I don't think I've ever seen him wear – a pair of like UFC shorts, but that's what they were. They were more like a pair of like surfer swim trunks, but like mm. same kind of thing. It was never seen him wear something like that. Huh. But it went to a no contest because he ended up they ended up fighting on the floor, going all over the place, and then Kaiser took one of those announced chairs, an office chair, and threw it right at Kofi's head and Kofi sold it. His eyes were open like he was just knocked out laying there and and everybody came to the ringside. You had Jamie Noble and Jason Jordan came to ringside. Oh shit. I haven't seen Jordan come to ringside. That that was a first. Yeah, I
2: think I saw him once before, but that was it. Yeah, he doesn't he's okay. not on screen a lot.
1: That's cool. Um I like when you get to see the old producers like that though because back in our time when like for me in 89 and 90 it was Briscoe, Patterson, and all those guys that were the ones that would come to ringside and mm-hmm. pull them apart, and you didn't know. Yeah.
2: The, the last so, time that we saw Jordan actually, who was it that they did the drunk driving? Was it the Jeff Hardy drunk driving accident? Yep. Jordan was there for yep. that one. He was on screen for he that. He
1: was. Uh, But then he sets up Kofi against the steel steps, like he's going to do something, and the rest pull him out, pull him out, and he goes in the ring, he goes, okay, and he rolls out of the ring acts like he's going to walk up the ramp and they all take themselves towards like one side and he just darts fast. And the crowd even amped up when he did it. And he did a, did a running kick like Roman Reigns does, but to someone, the drive-by running one on the outside drive-by with Kofi's head right into the steps. Ooh, sick. It was a very, very sick moment. And then backstage, he does a, a, promo, and he said, I'm the only one here that's defending Imperium, and he goes, and Kofi took out my partner, Giovanni, and he goes, so this was revenge. Good. I didn't expect that to happen. Good I was shit. actually impressed by that. Yeah? Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, Carter and Chance retained their tag titles against uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. Have you seen the keg stand finisher that uh, Carter and Chance do?
2: Can't, uh, I might have.
1: She holds, like, like basically, like... Uh, acrobats. One's on the top rope and she'll lift her up and she's holding her by her hand straight in the air, turns her and slams her down. Never seen anything like that before. It was pretty interesting. That was huh. my first time seeing it. Uh, and it's called yeah the keg stand. Very interesting. Um, Ivar and Otis two beefy meaty men actually had a really good match placed in a shit spot. I'll be honest with you because the crowd was probably not as into it as they could have been. It was pretty hard hitting, but Ivar won, and then uh, Akira Tozawa got in his face, and then went out to the outside, and he's like, "I'm next. I want you. I'm next." I can't believe I'm liking Tozawa. I, dude. Yeah,
2: I know. You, you talk team. about the. Dance. You talk about the dance contest on <laughs> AEW. I'll take Tozawa and short burst dancing. That's fine. That works.
1: <laughs> Ew, that's nasty. <laughs> in the main event. Cody defeated Nakamura in a street fight match, which was very, very far from a street fight. I mean, there was some, you might as well just call it a no DQ match. I would have called it that. Street fight to me, go backstage, get some shit happening. It was, they went into the crowd maybe half a second, not even the crowd, I'm sorry, just like over near the Titantron area, came back over, and the rest was at the ringside. Crowd asked for tables, and when they got it, they lost their fucking mind. I mean, like, arms in the air, everybody went nuts. I'm like, well... Pandered to the crowd. Yep. This wasn't going to be a no DQ match, but while Cody was giving his promo, Nakamura jumps from behind. They spread apart and Pierce ends up making it a no DQ or the street fight later on where Cody wins. We needed filler between now and Royal Rumble. You know, but both men are officially in the Royal Rumble. Highlight of the night was not even a live segment. It was well, you heard it at the beginning, but a package, a video package of our truth talking about I always knew I, I was gonna be in the judgment day. And dude, the reenactment of things. First, the the picture of just a small black child being held by a white doctor. <laughs> I and looked that doctor
2: in the eyes and I said, I'm gonna be in the judgment day. <laughs>
1: When you see him wandering around looking at things, when you see like the when Rhea won the thing and he's like looking around up at the the fireworks, my favorite one. I was we were even on the Judgment Day cover of the pay per view, which is in ninety eight, and none of them were even in WWE. Some weren't even alive. Holy shit! You know what I mean? Like,
2: oh, my favorite. My favorite. It was great. My favorite was yeah with Rhea and Finn and Tom and Nick Mysterio. I ain't met Nick yet, but. but you're in my heart man
1: oh my god that was fantastic and then also the and if and i'm gonna let you know judgment day will always be here if you want to (laughs) talk sounds like we're here to always win and shit. you know if you want to talk or someone to talk to yeah I, All of it was just fucking fantastic. The way he inserted himself into pictures and shit, it was great. And th- then after... or go ahead. They're
2: still doing it on Twitter, too. Uh, Rhea posted a picture. It was of, of J.D., Priest, and Rhea. And Rhea, no makeup. <clears throat> they're just eating breakfast somewhere. But, like, two tables behind, you see our truth <laughs> and, and she puts on the tweet. She goes, stop following us. <laughs>
1: The picture change was great. First, the beginning of all of them looking like little rock stars, a little baby. <laughs> then after that, the one where they're all wearing purple sweaters and you take J.D. McDonough out and you put Our truths head in. Abbey Road. All of it. And the Abbey Road picture is real. It's real, yeah. really them mm-hmm. when they did that. Uh, the, uh, I'm going to give this to Lil John. We were messaging about it because I sent him the video. I was like, "Yo, if you didn't see this, you gotta watch." And he said, "Well, I was actually watching the the college championship game," and he and I was like, "This is just so good." I'm like, "And I hope it leads to maybe Priest versus Truth at uh, WrestleMania or Priest versus Dom." I don't care. Something you, Priest versus Dom would be the loudest cheering versus boos in a WrestleMania history. I would feel probably, but he took it a step further because. There's always been that riff, right? If you watch the after part, when they're watching the video, everybody's like, JD McDonough's like, Can you believe that? That's crap. He's not even in the Judgment Day. And Priest's like, I don't know. That was, that was pretty funny. He's like, That, that was kind of, that was pretty slick editing. And he said, What if Priest is the one that turns on Judgment Day and joins with our truth? Could you imagine Baylor and Dom or Dom and McDonough versus. Truth and Priest, right? He's got time. He's not cashing in anytime soon. There's no reason to. He has all the way till June. If you want to attempt, you're likely going to have to attempt on CM Punk. So why not just do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, just go this route, have Priest turn face and join with uh, with Truth. Because why I say that? If he joins up with Truth, or at least sides with Truth, let's say everybody's beating him down and he saves Truth... That will be one of the best pops you'll ever hear, and he will go over like that.
2: Yeah, it's kind of conflicts though, because the other day Priest was kind of laughing at him, but then beat the shit out of him. So I see what starts to feel bad. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, Him being the one to start sticking up for him would definitely get the crowd on his side, so turning him face would be a lot easier. As far as him tagging together, eh, I don't know. Maybe
1: not tagging, but at least... Siding. Turn.
2: Siding. Yes, siding with each other.
1: Siding, turning. Yeah, I don't mean tagging like becoming tag champs. Gotcha, I gotcha. just mean siding with him or turning to at least be on a side, be like, ah, you were right all along. Fuck the judgment day. We all move on.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh,
1: one thing I, I did fail to mention is in that Cody Nakamura match, Nakamura went to spray the red mist at Cody, and Cody ducks, and, they, and he hits the timekeeper in the face. <laughs> and... All right, first, Cody did the most ultimate. I realized at that exact moment how overfaced John Cena-like he is. He goes, oh, my God, are you okay? Looking at the timekeeper talking to him, and I go, oh, shit, I feel like I'm watching John Cena right
2: now. I know, right?
1: I'm okay with it. But they never would have named this person. They go, oh, my God, Berkeley. Berkeley may be blind. We'll try- Poor Berkeley. They just kept saying Berkeley's name over and over, and I was like, didn't even know his name existed. I know, okay? right? Poor Berkeley. Well, let's get into some Japanese wrestling. And let me just say, it was a good week last week. Again, Wrestle Kingdom was on Thursday. Friday was New Year's Dash. I promise, flying through a lot of this. On Wrestle Kingdom uh, for January 4th, I'm not going to give you every, uh, champion, or every uh, match that happened. There was a couple of <clears throat> tag team matches we don't need necessarily to go over. But in a stunning fashion... The TV championship was on the line where Zack Sabre Jr. And this would have been 365 days for him because last year was the day that the title was the finals.
2: Yep, I remember that.
1: Lost to Hiroshi Tanahashi. Drops the title to Tanahashi. I go, what? Yeah, why is... Maybe he's got other things going on. Yeah, it could I be. I assume. Yeah, it could be. I hope. Uh Catch-22. Now, they're a part of United Empire. I can't remember the one guy's name, but one of them is TJP, mm-hmm. So which is TJ Perkins. Yep. Have you happened to see the pictures of him and his fiend-like mask after Wrestle Kingdom?
2: No, I did not see that.
1: He came out with a new mask because there was a whole thing that he got buried. They put him in a, uh, a coffin, and it was a whole thing or whatever. This was a resurrected character and it was cool. I was I was kind of impressed with it. Uh, it's not like he's going to use it all the time because the next day he wasn't wearing the mask. But Catch-22 defeated the Bullet Club War Dogs to win the junior tag titles. That's important because I'm going to get into things about that soon. The IWGP tag and strong tag titles, that is the they're actual. Actually, the stable is called the Gorillas of Destiny, and it's Hikileo and ELP. They defeated Bishamon, and they got a little bit more gold as Tamatanga defeated Shingo Takagi to win the NEVER Openweight Championship. To me, runner-up on match of the night, it was, and that's not because I am a Tonga fan. This was so good. Then I go, ah, fuck, he lost. Oh, shit, he kicked out! Even I was impressed with the match. It was really, really well done. Uh, Shingo's a beast. He's a strong motherfucker. Mm. And so, uh, the IWGP Junior Championship, Hiromu Tanahashi dropped the title to El Desperado, which, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like you called that one. Uh... I'm pretty sure you said that that was going to be... The win, if I
2: think. maybe I'll take the credit.
1: Sure, why not? New Japan Global Championship that's the new one between the United States and the UK championship. Uh-huh. It was a really good match if it was in any other promotion because John Moxley was there. And what do you think John Moxley did?
2: <sighs> Spontaneously bled or blatantly bladed.
1: Blatantly is exactly right. Although I will say, so the cool thing was, it was supposed to be Osprey and Moxley. That was their whole thing. But then Finley came in with the sledgehammer, beat the title to shit. During their press conference, they said, we're going to take care of him, and then we're making this a one-on-one match. They beat the living shit out of Finley and put him through a table. Um, it was really good moments. It was actually, I was kind of impressed. And then Osprey and Moxley ended up having about a good 10 minutes in the ring together, solid. It was done pretty well. Kind of the shades of when they took Brock Lesnar out and John Cena and Seth Rollins had a one-on-one match at Royal Rumble for a minute, for a minute, and then uh, Lesnar came back and won. So, same concept. Finlay, after getting the shit kicked out of him, still comes back, wins the global championship, which was pretty much what we knew was going to happen. Osprey yeah. was teasing that he wanted to win the championship to go on to battle in the Valley and defend it. Unfortunately, he didn't win, which is fine, but after this match is over, two gentlemen start walking down the middle of the attendance, or the attendance, the fans area, up towards the front. It is Nick and Ryan Nemeth. Nick is Dolph, correct? Dolph Ziggler, yep. Well, it's it, It's just might as well be Logan and Jake. Ryan is definitely the Jake Paul Oh one, yeah. He looks like a douchebag. And he was dressed like a douchebag. Oh, I take that back. I'm sorry. Before the match. Before the match. After Tomatonga's match, that was when Ziggler and uh, his brother come down. They stay and watch the entire global championship match. After that is when David Finley decides to go over to Nick Nemeth and get in his face and say, What, you came over here because you wanted to see what a real champion looks like? Nemeth being like, I'll take that from you anytime, blah, 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 blah. Well, in the press conference that was happening, well, actually, let me back up. So they get into a scuffle, a little bit of a fight, and Finley starts leaving. And all of a sudden, the announcers go, uh, our cameras aren't really catching up. They're not catching this right now, but uh, it looks like he was he was going after him." So we could hear that Nemeth is going after him, but we don't know what's going on. And it was never said or done, uh, or said or shown on the actual pay per view. You had to watch the press conference after. Finley's sitting there with the championship at the table, just talking. And Ziggler does just a diving crossbody across the table at him from the other side, like where the reporters were, out of nowhere. Jumps up at him and just starts punching. They start brawling. They're set to have a match for that title at New Beginning in. Uh, one of them, I can't remember the exact date. I think it's like February 28th is that match. So, Ziggler, Ryan or Nick Nemeth is a part of New Japan, which Smart move. in interviews, <clears throat> yeah, well, he said in interviews, <clears throat> he's been prepping for his exit with WWE. He said he was already planning on what his next move was, and New Japan was always a goal for him. He's going to fit in well. You know what I say? Put him in that G1 tournament. You want to talk about a guy that could go every night in a tournament and make everybody look good? That's your guy.
2: 100%.
1: The bumps he's going to take during that shit? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, I'm excited.
2: You know, I was tired of seeing Dolph Ziggler at the end there, uh, and they weren't really putting him on TV much anyway. Uh, I kind of just assumed he was going to go to AEW. I guess he still could, but this, I think, is a lot better.
1: Yeah, way better. The semi final match of the night, or the semi main event, was Kazucho Okada in his hometown against Brian Danielson. Danielson won at Forbidden Door with that tap out that none of us expected with a broken arm. Mm-hmm. Technically done by Okada with the elbow. Right. And then the orbital bone, technically done by Okada. Or at least in that same sequence with the the fighting. That is exactly what this match was built on. He comes in wearing the eye patch. Um, I was hoping he was going to come into Final Countdown. I was really kind of hoping that. I'm like, this is his only only New Japan. Or his only uh, Wrestle Kingdom appearance. Let's go hard with that. But came out to the flight of the whatever shit. That crap uh yeah
2: a, f- a, f- a flight of the valkyries
1: i was gonna say that and i didn't know if i was right and then i was gonna and i thought i was just thinking of tire buster Valkyrie or tire or whatever it is <laughs> so the match starts out just as you would expect you know feeling out the you know trying to get moves on each other just you know, submission holds when they finally make it outside Okada goes running to do what is normally like his cross body on the outside, like we've seen him do against Omega. Mm-hmm. And before he even gets to the right spot, Danielson meets him with a knee. And it was it was the perfect connection. And Danielson goes, that's how you want to play, huh? And bam, slaps him hard across the face, like a like real hard slap. He goes, that's how we're playing, huh? Lifts him up by the wrist and tells everybody, I'm going to break his fucking arm. His whole goal in this match, and he said it in the press conference prior to it, the day before, I am going to break your arm. You broke mine. I'm breaking yours. And that takes away your Rainmaker. He beat the shit out of this dude's arm. It was a great storytelling setup. To the point that when Okada actually went to do the Rainmaker, it hurt him while trying to hurt Danielson. He went down. I gotta be honest with you. I think this match was better than the first sweet they made it it was really the really good eye patch comes off and danielson has to keep squinting right and i was like just let it oh just open a fucking
2: eye. right i uh yeah i was you little... had
1: an orbital bone problem your eyes not still shut
2: no yeah i mean there's might be some swelling initially but i think by now it's probably better i I, was I think
1: on... that cloth is not saving anything when it's right. over his eye <laughs> like a, a really big pirate looking thing
2: right i was underwhelmed by the first match so I, i'm glad to hear this one delivered
1: beating the fuck out of each other in this one nice it was really good i liked it um and okada did end up winning with the rainmaker what i liked about it is you want to talk about selling it was all over they're standing across from each other danielson puts out his right hand to shake his hand and okada goes to lift his arm and he goes i can't do i can't move my arm okay like in they have to switch to other hands. <clears throat> and I go, now that is storytelling, maybe. again. And in the main event, Sonata lost his title to Tetsuya Naito. I don't mean to say it in such a shitty, underwhelming way, but that's kind of what I felt. I think the main event should have been Danielson and Nokata. Even to me, I feel like the crowd was like, eh, it's good. Yay. Right. The highlight for me, because I'm just over Destino. At least Kevin Kelly's not there doing it anymore (laughs) with the long-ass Destino. The guy that his successor does, like he goes, Destino! I go, fair, fine. Right. I have to take seven of those in a match, I guess. It's okay. The best part is the final Destino. Naito's own knee connects with his left eyebrow. And I mean within a split second. Oh, I saw. The fuck open. Yeah, I saw. And he was laying there, and I go, Wait, how did that happen? I missed that. I watched this entire goddamn match. What just happened here? And I start to whine. I didn't realize it happened. And then they even show it kind of in slow motion. Yeah, he needs his own eyebrow. Never seen that happen. I've never seen someone bust their own head open, pinning someone basically in their own finishing move. <laughs> Underwhelming ending, but not a bad Wrestle Kingdom. But the next day was New Year's Dash. Why I'm bringing all this up? So Zack Saber and Zack Saber Jr. and the rest of TMDK had a pretty good match against uh, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, uh, T- tamihiro Ishii, and Kazuchika Okada. They defeated them, which is even crazier. That TMDK won the match. Yeah. But the biggest part of this was, and why I had to watch this and get into it, was, well, I'm going Saturday night to the pay-per-view. I need to see what's going on. And there was a four-on-four. That's generally what a lot of your matches are on New Year's Dash, is four-on-four matches. And you're starting to feel out the process of where the direction is going to go, feud-wise. And in a four-on-four match between Bullet Club War Dogs versus United Empire, it ended in a double DQ to the point where Will Ospreay comes out of the back and everybody starts getting involved. They're all like beating the fuck out of each other. One guy, I think it was Gabe Kidd is his name, I mean a crimson mask, like one of the bloodiest I've seen someone look in a long time, and he hit the exposed turnbuckle, quote-unquote, and rolled out. Whether he bladed himself or he really hit that thing, I don't know, but they wanted to make this like it's a real war, Osprey said, my last day with New Japan is February 11th, which is a new beginning in Osaka. And he said to David Finlay, who's the leader of the Bullet Club War Dogs, you and your guys, five versus five, me and my men. On my last night, I will stand by my men, my brothers, and you pick the match. Sion Osaka, bitch. Drops the mic. Finley grabs the match. And he goes, fine, no DQ, no count out, no rules, no escape, steel cage, five versus five steel cage match in New Japan between United Empire and the Bullet Club War Dogs. They do an interview backstage, Gabe Kidd, who got busted open already, which is the tag partner of TJP. That's the guy earlier I was talking about that was in Catch-22.
2: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: He was like, I can't deal with this, guys. He goes, I can't do it. Look what happened to me the other night. And. TJP was like don't worry man we got this it's all good the other member of United Empire is Aaron Hanare who's a real big big ass beast and you got Jeff Cobb Yeah. Aaron Hanare is like don't you guys worry about it everything's fine Jeff Cobb looks at the camera and he goes no puns no nothing we're gonna beat your fucking asses I go I'm in I'm watching this I can't wait this is gonna be great Osprey's last match in New Japan is gonna be a five on five steel cage war games damn What's that? War Games. Yeah, it technically is. I'm like, but is it, but he said Steel Cage. I don't know if they're going to do two rings or not.
2: Oh, well, yeah, obviously, yeah, it would be, it's probably going to be wrong. I couldn't tell you the last time that I saw a cage match in New Japan.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a cage yeah, match in New fair Japan. enough, fair enough. So, you know, news coming out of both shows, Nick Nemeth is going to be working with uh, New Japan moving forward. Tamatanga. Did I not just say that he won the fucking strong openweight champion? Or not strong. I'm sorry. Just the never openweight championship. Mm-hmm. Well, he says he's done. This is his final month with New Japan. He wants to be closer to his family in the States. He doesn't want to be the father that his father was to him and not be present. Not He said it's not throwing shade to Haku or anything, but the point is that he wants to be there for his kids. So that being said. God damn, I hope WWE takes him. Do not go, do not even look at AEW. If you want to go work in the States, I promise you, you'll fit right in in anything bloodline or even don't even go bloodline. You can talk with the best of them. Mm-hmm. I hope that's the case, but you can be sure he's probably dropping his title to someone over this next month at one of these shows. Matt Riddle. Hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. You get Dolph Ziggler at one, and then you get uh, Matt Riddle. I'm like, eh, 50-50. Matt Riddle shows up at that New Year's Dash with a promo video after Hiroshi Tanahashi defended the TV championship. Riddle shows up in a limo, and this is all video package, you know, kind of... Cryptically put, not cryptically, but you know, uh, secretly put together before they reveal his face. See someone get out of the limo. First thing you see is someone getting out in goddamn flip flops. I go, oh no, because <laughs> you knew he was a, a a person that's out there. Well, he is going to be not only fighting in MLW where he defeated Jacob Fatu last week. He is also going to be working with New Japan, and also that's going to be the same for Jacob Fatu. We're going to be seeing Jacob Fatu in New Japan a little more coming up recently uh, while he's also under contract in MLW. I think that's exciting. I could take a Jacob Fatu-Jeff Cobb match. Yeah. So, I mean, putting him in that that scenario, I think it would be good to see him in that, uh, in that light. I'd like to see what he does over there. But this Saturday night, I am going to be at New Japan's Battle in the Valley. It is in San Jose. I was really worried when the wild card thing came out and they said, now if it ends in a tie, it'll be at eight o'clock oh, on uh, Saturday night. And I go, oh shit. That's like dead on when the uh, battle in the Valley is, I go, I'm going to be that guy that's watching the the show and having my phone in my hand at a show. It's going to happen. But thank God it's not. Um, some really good matches and people I've never seen in person. Um, you know, I was kind of, I always think this to myself, it sounds kind of stupid, but if you're lucky enough to go a lot to a lot of shows, I've seen people from Hogan Savage Bad News Brown to, you know, Razor Ramon Diesel up to Randy Orton Edge, you know, every I've seen every era of people and I try to see as many different wrestlers as I can, you know, if I can. And a lot of people on this card, I've never had the chance to see, so I'm kind of excited. There you go. Um one match is going to be Team Filthy, which I believe is led by uh, Tom Lawler, and that is they're taking on Shada Umino who we've seen on AEW with John Moxley, tagging with Fred Rosser, which is the former Darren...
2: Darren Young? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. And Jacob Fontu! I get to see Jacob Fontu this weekend. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, a tag team match. It's uh, Mascara, Dorado, and Volador Jr. taking on Rocky Romero and Sabrano Jr. TJP is taking on David Finley. And this is heading in towards this whole Bullet Club, War Dogs, and United Empire thing. So who knows what will happen with that. The tag titles for the strong openweight tag titles are on the line. Hikuleo and El Fantasma are taking on some of the Bullet Club War Dogs. The New Japan Strong Women's Championship is on the line. I've actually heard that the champion, it's Gaiulia, or I, I'm not sure how you want to say it. Julia. Jesus Christ, are you <laughs> fucking with me? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's <it'd be>
2: going <laughs> oh, it to be cool fair, yeah, it is spelled very, okay. yeah, it is spelled odd.
1: Doesn't WWE have their eye on her?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, I've, I've... Uh, they're pretty pretty sure that she's going to sign with WWE. Yeah, they seem pretty confident.
1: So she's taking on Trisha Dora. I may see a women's title change. This one I was excited about. It is the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. Gabe Kidd, the the guy I talked about that was busted open in that that whole war, is challenging Eddie Kingston. So he is defending them separately. But, of course, he just won that Triple Crown. There's no way he's dropping this championship on this show. No. You know, I said earlier, you win some, you lose some, 50-50. Then I got to see the next match that came up. I was like, oh, come on. I wanted to see a New Japan show. No DQ. Shingo Takagi. You could have given me anybody in the fucking world, man. Right. And you gave me John Moxley. John fucking Moxley. Well, I know when I'm going out to go to the bathroom.
2: Yeah, just bring some D-cell batteries with you and just chuck them at him on his entrance.
1: (laughs) I'm going to do what uh, someone did to Cody in Ring of Honor. I'm going to yell out when it's just quiet enough. Where's your sexy-ass wife?
2: Well, there you go. Same phrase applies.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll get kicked out, but it's fun. But the main event, it was only a rumor, but until it was officially named, it wasn't even set in stone until late night, January 5th. It is official Okada versus Osprey. The record out of their six matches, Osprey holds one win, and it was in a G1 climax match, but it was like round eight. Right. Now, I'm going to this with my wife, and I was like, do you want to watch these guys' separate matches, or do you want to see one of their past matches? She goes, I want to see one of their matches together. So I showed her the G1 finals from two years ago, where Okada obviously goes over. Mm-hmm. She was so pissed off that Osprey lost. She became a very big fan. <laughs> okay. And then I go, well, here's the rundown. He's not really beating him ever, and this is the, his, his send-off. He wants to beat him. I go, now normally you go out on your back, but it's not his last night. So we could actually see Osprey go over Okada, this one. And when she watched this match, I go, see how this one went 45 minutes? She goes, uh-huh. I go, expect that. Mm-hmm. Just expect that. <laughs> I'm like, that's a, that's a New Japan main event. Uh, very excited to see this. I would say it's probably going to be about a 30, 45-minute banger. I'm hoping Osprey actually takes the win. I did get to see Okada a couple years ago in San Jose, but it was a part of like a six-man tag. Right. But do you know who came to ringside with him? Who was a part of chaos then? Will fucking Osprey. Oh, there you go. I looked it up and because I, I wanted to remember what the card was, and they took on like Amazing Red and someone else, but... I'm real excited about this. It's going to be a good main event. should be fun. But Sunday night is TNA hard to kill. If you don't know, as I already said, it is TNA's first pay-per-view back as TNA. No longer Impact. It's going to be headlined, Alex Shelley defending the title against Moose for the world title, the women's championship, Trinity taking on Jordan. I'm probably going to die soon from taking too many steroids, Grace. The X-Division Championship will be on the line as Chris Sabin defends against Kushida and the Son of the Viking. The TNA Tag Titles will be up in a four-way match as ABC, which is Chris Bay and Ace Austin, take on Speedball Mountain, which is Trent Seven and Mike Bailey, versus the Rascals, Miguel and Trey Wentz, or Trey, Trey Miguel and uh, Zachary Wentz, against the debuting grizzled young vets so that's where they landed they're gonna be in tna hopefully i hope they take the titles in a special match you got alexander hammerstone taking on josh alexander which should be really really good there's gonna be a six-way ultimate x knockouts number one contendership match and dirty dango will be taking on pco can't say all of it is phenomenal, but it looks like it should be a pretty good pay-per-view. Yeah, I think... Uh, now, let's... Uh, <laughs> I was going to
2: say, you can't talk all that much. I got to get a word in here somewhere. I was trying to speed uh, through. I, I
1: thinking, know. like, I need a smoke. I need a piss.
2: <laughs> I need a fucking <laughs> popper or something. Fuck. Uh, I think Grace is going to take the title from Trinity because I think Trinity's is heading back to WWE.
1: I do agree with that. Um, I think it was, it was likely a Vince move when Trinity was gone. Therefore, Trinity, Trinity to be gone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but she was also one of the ones that wanted to step away when Sasha stepped away.
2: Yeah, uh, I think Trinity's a better Trinity wrestler than Sasha, to be quite honest with you.
1: Yeah, but Jordan, I take too many steroids. I'm going to die soon. Grace is just, I don't know. Taking a women's title is kind of well. It's a knockouts championship. That's different.
2: Can we go to the fucking table? Let's go to the table. <laughs>
0: Just bring it, bitch!
3: Oh my gosh!
1: Back in my early radio days, I was actually fortunate enough to meet a lot of great wrestlers. Talked to McFoley over the phone, talked to Honky Tonk Man. In person, I got to meet Coco Beware, Tito Santana, and one Greg the Hammer Valentine. And first, I gotta say, that dude, when they say he's got hands like a mitt, if you never actually understood that phrase, look at his hands up close. The dude has a fucking catcher's mitt as as Paws. I mean, he has some big fucking hands. Now, I thought he was a good wrestler. Great hand. I didn't know he was funny. Like, I didn't know the guy was really funny.
2: He always seems pretty so, chill and quiet when you see him nowadays. I mean, he's old, but...
1: Right. But, you know, during a recent interview with Wrestling Shoot Interviews, he expressed his, uh, well, here we go. Let me just say it. The the Rockers were brought up. Oh, (laughs) Somehow, I don't know what it was. Someone said, I hear that you weren't really a fan of Shawn Michaels. His response, yeah, that's true. I like Marty, though, but I didn't like Shawn. And then we had to wrestle him, and I would always fucking lay into him, and I wouldn't sell shit. I shot the fuck out of him. Fuck Shawn Michaels. I like him now because his face is lopsided. And it's like someone super kicked him with his own punch in his face. So it's all fucking caved in. But he's got a fucking job. He's being taken care of. He works down there at the Performance Center. He's never one of my favorite people. But I guess he's okay now. He came up and said hi to me, you know. He's not pretty anymore. His fucking head's caved in. I saw it. (laughs) That was quote. That was quote. Yep. All for
3: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I didn't know the guy was funny. Oh, shit. You know what he's like? He's like like the wrestling of Cat Williams. (laughs) Not really. Nah. I give that. You know what? If you want to talk about 90s wrestlers, Bret Hart is your Cat Williams. 2024, CM Punk is your Cat Williams. There you go. Let me ask you a quick sidestep. Did you watch it?
2: No, not yet, dude. I can barely keep up with the fucking wrestling we're supposed to watch. I got two hours of listening to Cat Uh, Williams going on a fucking rant.
1: Well, there's a 35-minute version. You got to find it. It's very, very easy. It's a 35-minute version on YouTube, and it's just him bashing the fuck out of Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, um, and a couple other guys. But really beating into Steve Harvey was one thing, but when he said about Cedric saying that he had the joke before Cat Williams... He stood up, he goes, I would to bust him in his gut. I lost my shit. Hey, dude, Cat Williams is pretty funny. But I decided to start listening to the two-hour version. By the age of eight or nine, the dude read every encyclopedia. He's read thousands of books a year. Never would have thought that about him. And had lots Just, of social
2: you know, went, outbursts randomly at Walmart parking lots and such and such.
1: Come on, man! We all have our moments, dude. You oh, we do. A target that time.
2: Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Over oh, oh, the Stanley Christ. Cup. Jesus Christ. That whole <laughs> video was staged, man. That whole video was staged. It's like the, the first version of that video I saw, literally everybody was just standing around that display, and it's like somebody said, Wait. okay, action. action. And then they all yeah, fucking went for it. That was fucking put on out uh, that either somebody at Target or somebody at Stanley did that. Because I didn't know Stanley Cup was a big-ass fucking thing. I used to have a Stanley Thermos back in the day. I didn't realize that was such a big fucking deal now. People are fucking stupid.
1: And it's funny because you posted something about it and making fun of where do white me, women at what all you hockey fans are all excited about and then one of your buddies put up a a, a meme and it said the only stanley cup that matters and it showed i was steve eiserman it was
2: steve eiserman red wing it was steve eiserman yeah, okay On the red wings
1: yeah i, I was right all right drinking from the stanley cup and i go oh i only have minutes and I, I made that motherfucker. That's pretty good. And I put it together. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I covered it right up and put the pink Stanley Cup, and I go, I fixed it for you. <sighs>
2: aye, aye, aye.
1: I had to bust your balls. Denigration. Man. Denigration. Right. What are you bringing to the table? And I hope it's not a pink cup.
2: No, it's not. It's probably The pink cup would probably actually be more exciting. Um, you know... As usual, I just saw something randomly on social media. And again, going back to the difference between marks, super marks, and uh, trolls, I don't know if this was which one of those it was. I didn't look into it too far. It kind of made me roll my eyes either way, and I was like, you know what, this will be a good brand to the table. It was basically somebody defending AEW's women's division saying, Oh, all these people are saying they don't have a good women's division. And what they did was they took a screen cap of the women's roster like, yeah, you can't tell me. That, but, but look at the way this person was booked. Look at the way this person was booked before they came here. All right. So I've got the women's roster. You ready? We're going to blow through it.
1: I'm a women's wrestler, which means ha- – I'm sorry.
2: Abaddon dropped the ball on her. Anna Jay didn't know she was still on TV. Uh, Athena, she's in Ring of Honor. She's never on AEW television. Yep. Britt Baker hasn't been on TV at all this year. Uh, they got Diana Perazzo. that's that's kind of a get but you, again you have to be a niche fan you have to be a TNA fan or an old NXT fan that saw her wrestle like three times um, so there's right. that Diamante uh, yeah we, we started to see her again for sure. a little bit uh, Emmy Sakura right Riho too yep uh Harley Cameron who just started showing up and hanging out with Soraya and and Ruby Soho I don't remember her being introduced.
1: No, if I'm not mistaken, Harley Cameron was the one that was hanging with, uh, oh, who was it, where she started doing the rap, and she did the rap god rap from M&M. Oh, QTV. That's it. They had to repackage her, obviously, once right. uh, Cutie Marshall took off. So, yeah. So, yeah, now all of a sudden she's hanging with Soraya, which is a horrible segment if you didn't see. Oh, I saw, unfortunately. is like... Yeah, and she's like, You're gonna blow the cover. And I was like, Oh my god, this is horrible. Yeah.
2: So so far we've gotten Britt Baker and Deanna Perrazzo so far. That's about it. Hikaru Oshida, that's a failed experiment. Jamie Hader. Mm. Uh on our pilot. I said Jimmy Hater. Yeah, I do hate her. And you're like, so do I. And guess what? She came back, better, stronger than ever, over as fuck. And now she's been injured and on the shelf.
1: Well, I'll say injured, yeah. Yep. Okay. So there's
2: that. Uh Julia Hart. Has potential, still don't understand why they put the title on her, but potential, and you know, can go somewhere. Kira Hogan, okay, I thought it was Hogan's daughter till I realized she was black. Tells you how much I know about her. Statlander, who actually made progress and had potential to be a main event star, who so for some reason dropped the title to Julia Hart. <laughs> I'll pause that for a second to let you react. We're good, I'm okay. happy, I'm, I'm fine, I just,
3: I wasn't ready for that.
2: Layla Gray, never heard. Uh, Layla Hirsch, she had some potential. I was was, like, I know Layla Hirsch. Yeah, Layla Hirsch, but she's been (laughs) injured for like two years. Uh, Madison Rain, she was supposed to be a big signing from uh, Impact. Haven't fucking seen her in a minute. Uh, Mariah May, they're just copying WWF from 25 years ago and then from Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Marina Shafir, fucking bocce, 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 Ronda Rousey's friend. Uh, Mercedes Martinez. uh, Okay, she's on Ring of Honor. Nyla Rose, you had her lose to Riho in the first ever women's title match. Uh, Way to go there. Paige Van Zandt, she's doing OnlyFans. Penelope Ford, she was with Kip Sabian. I haven't seen her on TV.
1: Back up, back up. She is?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Do you want to go have these? I'll,
2: uh, no, I got some pictures. I'll send them to you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> thanks, Buster. Uh, Pen- yeah, Penelope Ford. haven't seen her. Rebel, as soon as Britt was off TV, Rebel was off TV. She's doing makeup for everybody oh, in the I, back. I
1: just started liking Rebel. Yeah, I, I liked just her. just was getting into her. Mm-hmm. Until she did the fire in the sky thing when the, the ref kicked her out. Right.
2: Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thicky James, you know. Uh, Red Velvet hmm yeah, right. Riho, I don't need to say much more about that. Ruby Soho, your fucking resident jobber. Soraya, probably your biggest name, which you somehow have managed to mean nothing. Serena Deeb, okay, she's coming back. She's been dealing with some shit, so hopefully all is well, and hopefully we see more of her soon. But, you know, no fault of her own, has not contributed to the division in a meaningful way over the last couple of years. Sky Blue, okay, she's starting to get traction, mostly because most wrestling fans are male and pervert. And they like looking at her ass. I ain't mad at you. I'm just saying. Ty Mello just had a baby not too recently, so maybe we'll see her again. Taya Valkyrie, who could have been a world beater, she jobbed out her first fucking match, and she's disappeared. Now you got Thunder Rosa, who's just coming back. Tony Storm, obviously. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about Miss Storm. Uh, Willow just N- takes ten nervous shits before each match. Uh, who wouldn't? Uh, Willow Nightingale, who okay has is over with the fans. But again, botchy, 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 botch, botch. What have you done for me lately?
1: Oh, my God. It's horrible. And then
2: finally, Yuka Sakazaki. So sit here and tell me how this is a fucking stacked roster. Just because you have 30 you names suck, on it suck, don't mean suck, shit. Suck, you suck, you <laughs> Sock suck it to, to me. me. Suck it to you.
1: <laughs> the master <laughs> don't talk to nobody. Especially no Jive Cooley.
2: <laughs> what it is, what, what would it be?
1: yeah man uh yeah dude that's sad because the best part about what you just said right there is tony khan put out an actual tweet and said we have the best women's roster we've ever had just because you buy every girl doesn't mean you actually have the best women's roster i mean i just watched a pretty decent women's tag team title match on raw And I don't think those words have actually fluently ever come out of my mouth before. (laughs) So, eh, you might want to rethink what you're thinking about there. Get a thinner straw. Get those ones that are just the the mixers for coffee. Start with those. Grow the
2: pinky nail out.
1: (laughs) Oh, that dude. Well, can it get any worse? (laughs) I mean, look at WCW. I mean, they made one mistake right? They let they let the results on one thing. Does it, it's not like anything's going to go bad from here on out. Does it count
2: as one mistake if it lasts for a whole week?
1: You mean a year or more? Or until 2001? Yeah. Hey, let's go to the wars. Monday Night Wars! This is a match of the century. I was the one that was watching you come out. You almost beat me without even getting in the ring. I knew... I was in for the oh, I'm fight. strong. I yeah, I'm a strong, a strong I guy. I am in awe, you. I give you basically a shot, boom. Your ability to come out of that turnbuckle. I wrestled Goldberg walk in the park
3: but that thing you hit me
2: with i mean boom i get to, i take the shot back and to the left back and to the left all i know is i'm losing consciousness as i'm on my way to hit the mat but i learned that from you you taught me to be focused mind body spirit and soul to use it against me i mean that's beautiful that's
0: that's he's no longer
3: number two look at that
1: Keep your hands off my sister. That's not even a sound clip I was able to use this week. It's, uh, so that's the best, uh, I guess, leadway I could give you into what is sure to be just a fantastic raw. Um, I, I feel like I'm like, should we switch it up? You know, since
2: you took the words right out of my mouth.
1: Like, why do we want to go wah, wah at the end of it like we've been doing? Uh You had said earlier, you know, the trend stays alive from last week into this week. I think we're about to have, I swear, just the next several years. That's just, this is what we're about to see. And it's just little snippets of what we're seeing right now. I'm excited. It is January 11th, 1999. Right?
2: Absolutely. Nailed it.
1: Just want to make sure I had the date right. You're staring at me. I'm like, come on, man. Make sure I had the date right. Come on, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so let's start with Nitro. Yeah, I mean, I can't even begin again. The Tale of Two Monday Night Shows. Last week, they did the same thing. And here's the thing. You could say that, you know, since Raw was taped, they had time to say, well, they did this, so let's do this. That's a short turnaround time. I don't know if that was necessarily it, or maybe they were just kind of seeing where they were going. They kind of did the same storyline. And this week, it just went. This was a standard. Yeah, go
1: ahead. And I... Just got to say, if I'm not mistaken, we may have a record-breaking length of time for when...
2: Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. This this was a a standard-ass three-hour Nitro, you know, two hours and 20, two hours and 30 abbreviated, you know, with commercials taken out and all that. It felt like the longest Nitro we've watched so far. The longest one. Yeah. So let's get into it. We're in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's the go-home show for Sold Out. They show Hogan on Thunder. Uh, they reference Goldberg bringing in the Falcons to get the Atlanta Falcons football team uh, to get his back, and Hogan says on Nitro, "We're going to show you what backup is all about."
1: Can we? Can we just also preface the fact that Hogan's wearing a Jinko's NWO <laughs> r- winter hat?
2: No, Harley and Davidson. Like- Harley Davidson.
1: Oh, that's right. No, that's that's I. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry.
2: And jinkos. For those of you old enough to remember what those are, I definitely had a few pair. Um, Yeah, it's fucking hilarious to see that old man, balding old man, wearing jinkos. Yeah, it was a thing. It was certainly a thing. Not for him, but it was a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Shit, I was probably too old when I was wearing them. Anyway, Gene's in the ring with Ric Flair. Uh, Bischoff, you know, he told me not to go out there and say mean, woo, Gene. So he does it like eight times. Uh, Gene says, yeah, well, you really stuck it to him, didn't you, pal? <laughs> <laughs> Flair says he met with Turner and he says, you know what, Hogan? You are the world champ. Ble- you are the world champ, bless you. The bad news is you're signed up till 20- 2001, pal. You're not going to Hollywood. You're not going to the White House. You're going to work for me and Ted Turner, pal. And you know what? You fired a good friend of mine, and uh, I'm bringing him back. J.J. Dillon, you're back in power. Come to the ring. And J.J. Dillon was jogging to the ring. That was a sight to see. The funny thing is he starts jogging, and then he stops. He's like, okay, yeah, no more of that. (laughs) He kind of fast walks. Shit, I forgot. We got three hours. (laughs) Uh, Dylan says Hogan's first title defense is going to be at Super Bowl, which is about a month from now. He announces the main event for sold out. uh, And he is trying to say stun stick, but he can't get it out. Everybody's tripping over their words. That's fucking hilarious. So they're going to hang a cattle prong. Cattle prod. I don't know why I said prong. uh, From the fucking. Oh, no, he said it. He said cattle prong. (laughs) They're gonna hang that, and it's gonna be Hall versus Goldberg in a ladder match. Whoever gets the stun stick or cattle prong can use it first. Um, and Flair says Goldberg's gonna stick you, pal. <laughs> a lot of pals in this one. <laughs> I'm always so. Then Flair calls the LWO to the ring. No Eddie, but Ray is there. Even though I thought he wasn't in the LWO anymore. And Jean and Jean goes, gentlemen, K pasa?
1: i think i missed it because i actually saw ray in the ring and i go wait why is he in there well i think actually they made him murray he kept saying you have to be in it right wear the long shirt and And he's wearing a normal size shirt now gentlemen pasa? pasa.
2: Yeah, so uh, they mention Eddie's in the hospital with a broken leg. Uh, The NWO was responsible. Uh, So Flair tells him, hey, take off the shirts and jump on the WCW bandwagon. You guys got money coming, I promise. Cars, women, whatever. He tells Hoovy, give me that shirt, and next week we are going to Tijuana. Woo! (laughs) So they all do, but Ray's in the corner, and he looks pissed off, and he ain't buying it. And Flair says, you know what, one more thing, there's a a match missing on the card tonight, and I'm going to book myself against Kurt Hennig. And then as that all breaks up, Shivani actually goes back to Ray, sits standing in the corner, and they show him he actually walks away from the whole thing, still wearing the LWO shirt. And if you didn't get enough Flair in that segment, you're going to get more because then they do a Flair vignette talking about tradition in wrestling. Yep. So then we get a recap of Kidman and uh, Ray versus the LWO uh, on Thunder. The NWO shows up, cleans house, and Nash tells Ray to leave. They don't fuck with him, you know. They tell him in Luger too, you got to get out of here. Just just leave, and he does. Uh, And again, we get to see Hogan sporting the Jinkos. Hilarious. Next, Gene's in the ring again. This time with Saturn. We're 16 minutes into the show. There hasn't been one match yet. Granted, Raw's opening promo from this week was 20 minutes, but we're talking apples and oranges here. And we'll get there when we oh, get we're there. We're
1: talking entertainment versus <laughs> Drek. Promo packages and recaps.
2: Yep. Uh, Saturn cuts a promo on Jericho. He wants a rematch, calls him out. Jericho and Ralph has come up to the top of the ramp. Um, and he says, Jericho says, uh, I see you're there with your fellow bald boy, Gene Mean. Love it. And they do the stipulation if I win. You have to wear a dress for the rest of your wrestling career. And Saturn says, I do a lot of things, but drag isn't one of them. No, you just dress like you're ready for the Blue Oyster Club every once in a while. Weekly. Weekly. Uh, Yeah, and then Saturn agrees. So next we get the cat versus Saturn. The ref gets distracted by Ono during Saturn's pin. Jericho comes out with a shovel, hits Saturn. Saturn falls into the ref, same ref from last week, and Saturn gets DQ'd for bumping the ref. Jericho happens to have a dress with him. He starts to try to put it on Saturn. It's It does not go well. Commentary is like, well, Saturn's got to be out cold. Meanwhile, Saturn's hands are moving, trying to help Jericho get the dress over his head. Doesn't happen. He tries again, and then Jericho goes, oh, he's trying to put his head through the armhole. <laughs> it was awful. It was so bad. Needless to say, he never got the dress on him.
1: No, did not at all. (laughs)
2: Uh, Then we see Flair on Thunder. Another recap. He tells Bischoff to be in his office at 8 a.m. 27 minutes and 47 seconds in, we get the splash intro. With commercials, you got to figure that's got to be 45 almost an hour.
1: 45 was the exact number I said. I go, oh, my God, I think we're about 45 minutes in. And we're finally getting this intro. Yeah. Nothing else in this show mattered, everybody.
2: Nope. So we get a shot of Bischoff arriving at TNT headquarters. Uh, he sees a money green Jaguar in his parking spot. His badge to enter the building doesn't work. They make him sign in. The secur- uh, the uh, receptionist is gone. Uh, the security guard is- stops him. And this was the best part of the show, this line right here, this exchange. This is the best part of Nitro. Security guard stops him and says, sorry, Mr. Bischoff, I can't let you in. Bischoff goes, you know who I am? No. Well, you just said my name. (laughs) What the fuck?
3: Jesus.
2: (laughs) Bischoff has to wait in the lobby. He starts bitching to the... The secretary says, you know, I was there in 91. I was in WCW in 91 when Jr. and Ric Flair were running things. They couldn't get 400 people in a building if they were giving money away. How's that fucking working out for you right now? Flair asks Bischoff if he had anything to do with the Nash Hogan business, the finger poke of doom. And Flair says, I want to show you your next venture with the company. They walk outside again. The limo that Bischoff arrived in drives off. It's sent away by Flair. And he's like, see that truck right there? That's the truck that hauls the ring. You're going to be working for the ring crew. Go get him, easy, e (laughs) We get Gene again. He's on the ramp. He's got a table. Has a birthday tablecloth on it and a birthday cake. Calls out Chavo. Chavo says, Eddie, get well soon. Pepe has a neck collar on. He's had the stuffing beat out of him, literally. Gene, for some reason, decides to go along with this. And Chavo says it's Pepe's birthday. So let's sing happy birthday to Pepe. And they actually get the crowd to do it. In wooden June. horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wooden stick in a horse's head. Stuffed horse's head. Um, Norman Smiley interrupts, thank God. And he wants to make amends with <laughs> Pepe and Chavo. Chavo won't shake his hand. But, you know, if Pepe wants to, it's up to him. And I wrote, I can't believe I'm typing these words. All right, Pepe, I'll shake your hand. Smiley pops Chavo, tosses Pepe aside, smashes Chavo into the cake, slams him on top of the table, smashes him with the rest of the cake. Smiley actually rides Pepe out of the arena to a wood chipper. And Chavo loses it again. What the fuck? And as I typed WTF into my notes, Shivani said the following, quote, Well, Eric Bischoff is putting up the ring. We've tried to put a dress on Saturn. We've sung happy birthday to a stick horse and destroyed him. What's next? Let's check in on Raven. (laughs)
1: Like, do you think he was pissed? (laughs) I don't know. What the fuck (laughs) am I watching?
2: (laughs) Which is hilarious because isn't that kind of what happens to to Moppy and Saturn in WWE down the line? (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Something to the extent of, I believe.
2: So we see Raven in his in his house, you know, his mom's house, and he's playing backgabbing
1: <laughs>
2: with Sandman, who's wearing glasses. It is not a look you I see Sandman. Yeah, I know. well, first you see from behind him, and then he turns his head. I'm like, is that Sandman? Um, he asks his mom for his high school yearbook out of nowhere. Um, he calls Sandman Jim. His real name is James Jim. You know. Uh, so they go to the garage looking for Raven's stuff and he finds a stack of pictures of Roddy Piper and he's just kind of starts, you know, eight by eight by 11s and he's just start flipping through him. He's looking at him and that's it. That's the end of the segment. And that's the last we hear from him for the rest of the night.
1: Did you say you said Jim and you go, well, James, his name is James. Yeah. Or er, no
2: shit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, at least I wasn't explaining how movies work, you know, um, so, I will Soon. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, God. The NWO shows up and they have the Hells Angels with them. Uh, you know, they show up in the NWO shows up in the limo, but it's it's mostly, you know, uh the core. It's it's Steiner, it's Hogan, it's Nash, it's Hall. Uh we see uh Norton, Brian Adams, Vincent CV Ray, and Horace meet the limo. They're still wearing the black and white shirts, and they're they're commiserating and they don't look too happy with each other, but Hells Angels escorts the NWO to the ring. Shivani marks out because he knows the names of several of the Hells Angels guys. At this point, we're 48 minutes into a two-hour and 23-minute show, and I said, I need a break. I went and snowblowed the driveway, took care of a couple other things. I had to fucking put this on pause and come back to it.
1: He's calling them out. <laughs> oh, oh, there's that guy. There's that guy. We all danced together at the Blue I mean, we all hung it hog wild.
2: WCW said we don't got no backup. Well, we got backup. I'm going to be your president and your world champ. Steiner is facing the people's champ, a.k.a. DDP, not The Rock. And he says, and uh, Steiner says, I'm going to take your wife and show her what it's like to be with a real man. My arm is bigger than your leg for life. (laughs) We get a recap of last week's main event from Nitro because what you didn't see, which might have actually been interesting had they showed it on TV, was that after the NWO beat down Goldberg and spray-painted him, the Atlanta Falcons football team came to the ring and saved Goldberg, and Goldberg cut a promo. Why would we want to see that on TV?
1: I'd rather see a finger poke of doom.
2: Yeah, there you go. Next, you get Ray versus Kaz Hayashi. Ray's still wearing the LWO shirt, and he actually comes out to Eddie's music. And then Luger comes out during the match, takes out Hayashi, and he says, Ray, you got to take the shirt off. You got to take the shirt off. Ray won't do it, so Luger takes him out, rips the shirt off of him. Ray fights back, but Luger eventually takes over and racks him. Conan comes out, but very slowly. Conan! Conan! (laughs) Tells Lex to drop Ray, and he does. And he says, What are you doing, Lex? We don't ride like that. He's like my little brother. So the rest of the NWO come to the ring, and they end up jumping Conan. Hall uses the cattle prong. They spray paint Conan, and we get, we want Sting Chance. So do I. Uh, another recap from Thunder. NWO running down the Giant for getting suckered by Macho. Uh, Hogan says Can there's I only... I just
1: say, I said to you, man, should we start watching Nitro? I didn't... or not, Thunder. I didn't, Thunder. I didn't realize they were going to give us so much recap that we didn't need to actually watch Thunder. Yeah,
2: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. And we're starting to get that with Heat now too. So yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, but I'd rather watch Heat <laughs> hands down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we get Gene in. The- oh, I'm sorry. No, we're going back to the recap from Thunder. Hogan says there's only w- room for one giant in the NWO. Uh, To which the Giant says, I'm the only Giant in pro wrestling. That's why my name is the Giant. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with that. Uh, And Hogan says, you beat Nash, you can take a spot. So we get a promo from Giant in a ring with Gene. uh, And he says, you know, I'm not fighting for a spot in the NWO. I'm fighting to kick his butt and then I'm coming after the rest of you. I am the one true immortal Giant. Okay.
1: And let me tell you one other thing. There was this time I went to his mansion, right?
2: <laughs> so just big. know this,
1: man. He one month he's in WWE. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm trying to see how many shows he keeps being on. I know, right? I didn't realize that he was gonna go all the way up to like the last minute.
2: Yep. I guess they weren't uh big on no compete clauses in WCW back in the day.
1: Oh no, definitely not.
2: Uh, next, you get Len- Lenny Lane versus Booker T. Booker wins. Next, you get a Hogan Nash black and white vignette, and it's just they're basically recapping the finger poke of death, and Nash is Hammond egging the injuries he sustained. He may never be. He may not have many more fights like that in him anymore.
1: I actually thought this was actually the most entertaining <clears throat> part of Nitro. Believe it or not, it was the only thing I liked about Nitro. This pretty week.
2: much, yeah, pretty much.
1: I kind of miss the old vignettes of them doing the. Uh... The original black and white ones of them joking around doing certain things, especially when Macho got in there and mm-hmm. did the birthday one. This right here was kind of up that alley. I kind of missed it.
2: Yeah, they could have cut a lot of other shit. Uh, next, you get Scott Steiner versus DDP for the TV title. Uh, DDP has walking pneumonia. Buff gets on the mic during the beginning of the match, tells the fans to stop chanting DDP. Buff tries to interfere, but DDP lariates both of them. Buff keeps interfering. It's it's at this point I realize he's wearing a Falcons hat, which is kind of funny, trolling Goldberg. Vincent causes a distraction. We get a ref bump because WCW. Buff throws powder into DDP's eyes. Steiner shoves Vincent into DDP, who eats the cutter. Chair shots to DDP. Buff wakes up the ref. Steiner recliner. Three arm drops. Steiner retains. Throughout, I'm not going to call it out every time it happens. Peppered throughout the rest of the show, we get these pre-recorded interviews from Goldberg. Very somber. Oh, yeah. One is enough. Yeah, it's... yeah. So we'll just. I'm just going to leave it at that. That happens sporadically in between segments.
1: Just him sitting there being like, "I lost my title."
2: Yeah, I, I just got a new education. You're not next. You're first. I bang my, heads into the, my head <laughs> into the wall. And...
1: Next yeah, next
2: you get video of Bischoff setting up the ring and he's being run down by the ring crew supervisor. And uh, at one point he's tightening the turnbuckles and he has this wrench. It's wrapped in blue tape. Why is it wrapped in blue tape? It might have a function, maybe because it's identified as the wrench to use for the turnbuckles, maybe because it's, you know, a particular person's wrench, or maybe there's another reason that we just don't know about yet. Next, you get Scott Hall. Those
1: were actually kind of pretty funny to watch. It was
2: it was a visual cue. That's that's really all it was, and it was a very weak one because yeah. you didn't need to tape it. I think just having it. But we'll get there. Uh, next, you get Scott Hall versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Quick in ring promo on Goldberg and Scott Hall doing survey time, uh, and Hall. I just like the sign. He says, "We're coming to get you, Billy. We're coming to get you." <laughs> I just I don't know why I liked. I just, I just like Scott Hall, I guess. Uh, During the match, Bam Bam gets shoved off the top buckle by Wrath. Bam Bam starts to go after Wrath. Disco douchebag is there and slips the stun stick or cattle prong to Hall, and Hall uses it to get the win. And Disco walks out with Hall. Is it a
1: stun stick or is it a cattle
2: prong? It's a stun stick and a cattle prod. Prod. Stun stick. Next, 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 you get Kurt Hennig versus Ric Flair. Wyndham shows up, and then David Flair does. Um, David just looked completely lost at ringside, like he had no idea what the fuck he was doing there. Flair well, locks. He
1: didn't even <laughs> know what wrestling was. He actually looked so out of place yeah, there.
2: He was just standing there. Yeah, he was just. It made no sense. Flair locks on the figure four. Wyndham breaks it up. It's a DQ. Uh, David trips the heels and slips the chair to Rick, and the heels powder. Main event time, the Giant versus Kevin Nash with Scott Hall. There are eight minutes left in the show when the bell rings. <clears throat> Not that bad for WCW, actually. Hall tries to run in, Giant takes him out, throws him into Nash in the corner and splashes him and then does the ass thrust, which commentary calls the big wiggle.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, just marinate on that for I'd a minute. I'd never
1: heard him call that before. Yeah,
2: he does the double headbutt thing. Nash goes to the floor, Holly to choke slam. Then Nash goes under the ring, and what does he pull out? What do you think? A wrench with blue tape on it.
1: <gasps> oh, I get it
2: now. And, uh, yep, uh, Nash gets the win, calls the NWO to the ring. Bischoff joins commentary to put Nash over. Nash, or, I'm sorry, Bischoff calls Nash the corporate giant
1: caught that i was like are we trying to steal a lot i mean not only do we steal the people's champ but we also have the corporate giant yeah what's next are you guys gonna have uh
2: sound cold steve goldberg
1: randomly yeah exactly (laughs) oh my god it's jesus the whole thing is
2: uh they spray paint giants back good night folks thank god
1: i do like the spray paint is n and o are black and the w is red
3: yeah
2: i like they're switching it up a little bit yeah
1: I actually forgot about that once, once they re-merged.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, like I said, I still like that red spray-painted uh, NWO title. So Agreed. Okay. Now.
1: Now on to something good.
2: Exactly. We're in Houston, Texas for Raw. DX opens the show, top of the ramp. Road Dog does his shtick, introducing mankind, uh, but he stops, <coughs> proudly presents to you and everybody in the crowd does, tag team champions. He's like, no, 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 you're WWE world champion. And the debut of mankind's new music. I pop for that.
3: Yeah.
1: A different version. It's not fully the version that we all know now mm. this is a just a touch of a watered down version not major right i think they spruce it up probably within about a maybe within a couple of months to a year but uh it sounds a little less full but man it was, it was as soon as he did it and they backed up i go is it like they can't they backed the camera up and it was facing the titan john i go right oh, please be it and it was awesome yeah
2: yeah good shit uh yeah foley chance gun says if you're not down with mankind we got one word for you sacco Mankind heads to the ring for a promo and he goes, it's about damn time. I got some new entrance music. We see the rock watching backstage. Uh, Mick. He says Mick Foley takes a licking and he keeps on ticking for 10 to 12 years. I called WWF to offer my services. They never returned my calls. I was told I don't look like a WWF star and thank you, Jim Ross for backing me. Get well soon. We want you. I want you to call a mankind match. Um, this is something we haven't talked about because, you know, it, it just seems like, you know, from our perspective, it's Michael Cole just starting to get more play and more airtime. Mm-hmm. Um during capital Carnage, uh Ross had a flare up of his bells policy. Uh that along and then I think he found out right after that show that his mother passed away. So yes. Oh, uh, okay. I bought a suit. You've seen it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was covered in mud yeah you could have did it without even grabbing your mouth but it's it's still better that you did it that way it
2: worked it worked
1: you know when that was i remember it that was post all out 2021 was it that because i was still in the barn recording all my stuff was still there ready uh... to record and i remember when you did that i laughed so hard
2: uh, let's see. So, uh, mankind says he saw the footage of his title one and he didn't exactly win it on his own. So he thanks DX for watching his back and Austin, I owe you one. So my doorbell just rang, and my dog just went flying down the hallway. So I apologize to those of you that had to hear it. Uh, and Austin, I owe you one. Mine, and I got I know, right? one last dream in the life of Mick Foley. And that's the headline WrestleMania. Well, they can't all be winners, right? Nothing I'd like more than to face Austin in the main event of Mania. And then the Rock's music hits. DX has already gone to the back by now. Rock, Vince, and Shane at the top of the ramp. Shane says, you know, with my father's permission, uh, tonight we're going to have an every-man-for-himself over-the-top corporate rumble. DX versus the corporation and the grand prize is being the number 30 entrant to the Royal Rumble. You never beat The Rock. You're not worthy of being a world champ. Your outfit costs like eight, eight cents. You look like a monkey went into the ring and took a crap and out came Mankind. And then Rock says, you know, the millions, and by God, the millions. I think we're starting to get that worked in now, which is nice. Yep. Uh, says he wants a rematch at the Royal Rumble. Mankind says, I've already beaten your ass twice. No third chance. You're not championship material. Rock says, well, how about this? It'll be no DQ. Mankind says, I smell what you're cooking. Doesn't smell that good. Already been there. Going to have to pass. All right. No count out as well. Vince not, Vince isn't looking happy. No, thank you, Rock. Not good enough for me. Not one member of Team Corporate will be at Ringside. How about that? Mankind tells him, why don't you check your own self into the SmackDown hotel on the corner of know your role boulevard? No title shot. Uh, mankind's just on fire during this whole thing. Like, this whole exchange yeah.
1: is just great. Mm-hmm. Um and especially like when you said the championship material, he did he's like, sorry, Rock, you're just Championship material. <laughs> it, it's pissing Rock off. Like you could see him livid, getting real livid. One thing I will say is you had mentioned how he said a dream would be to headline WrestleMania and defend. He actually said defend the title against Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. at WrestleMania. Crowd gave a good pop, and I was I literally just stopped and I was like, wow, the match that could have been. They did it too many times already in '98 with Over the Edge and uh, all those matches, all those per views in a row. But yep. Man, that would actually have been a pretty decent main event, but you know what we're going to be getting. Oh, absolutely! Yes, please go on. He is he is pissing off the Rock, and the last thing was, yeah, that's I can't wait.
2: Yeah, he says, uh, you know, uh, I'll accept the, you know, so mankind finally says, you know, I'll accept the match, but it's going to be a I quit match, and I've added a couple stipulations: no DQ, no count.
1: You missed how? You missed how? You said I'll accept. You didn't necessarily wait, so rock gives all these ideas and then rock goes oh god i quit i i'm I'm quitting with your monkey ass and then he goes i accept
2: Ah, i i I must have missed that part yeah yeah i didn't even catch that oh
1: that's the best part and he goes what are you talking about and he goes and he goes he goes the only way we will do this match he goes is an i quit match
2: yeah he says no dq no count out no corporate members at ringside no stopping the match for excessive blood loss or concussions um no knockouts and if there are i'm gonna wake you up to knock you back down uh maybe an i quit it may be an i quit match but i'm not gonna use submission holds i'm I'm gonna beat the living hell out of you till you can't take it anymore until you say the magic words i quit foreshadowing (laughs) yeah Uh, that's not the version but yes yeah yeah vince gets on the mic says, Rock is the number one contender. What makes you think you'll be champ? You're going to defend your title tonight against Kane. If you smell la, 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 what the sock is cooking.
1: Oh, I laughed at that one. That was a good one.
2: We see Austin shown arriving to the arena. And we get the outlaws with China versus Jeff Jarrett and Owen. Uh, there is a shot at the tag titles on the line. They show on heat. Deborah showed off her tatters to boss man and then grabbed his hand and put it right on her ass. This is the height of Boss Man's career right here. It <laughs> don't get any better you than can this. do anything
1: you want. You could choke me to death. I don't yeah, care. I was going to say, he
2: gets hung and he steals a corpse. <laughs> I mean, that's really... <laughs> yeah, I guess,
1: yeah. Not a bad career.
2: The height um gun gets the advantage deborah again on the apron to show off her assets or her tatters uh gone gun points at Iraq rack and just does the suck it gesture jeff jarrett whispers to deborah after that doesn't work so deborah confronts china gun tries to break it up but that gives owen the advantage he gets the three count and uh yeah that's that
1: well that's that is them beating the champions so we should be seeing a tag title match between them soon
2: <laughs> yep absolutely Uh, next, I didn't realize it was this soon. So we've talked about over the last, you know, with this week and last week, how WCW definitely seems to be pulling and fucking with raw and raw hasn't really done too much to, you know, retaliate until now, because we see police in the back surrounding a locker room of a man called Gilbert. They do the whole shtick with the parody music. Gilberg still has the light heavyweight title, which is perfect. Um, We get piped in Gilberg chants. Um, There's a sign. It says, WCW, Foley put my ass in the seat. (laughs) Plant. Oh, 100%. Uh, we have the job squad out with him, holding sparklers above his head at the top of the ramp. He starts choking on the fog from the fog machine.
1: Blue meanie being right in the back of it is, is probably just the icing on the cake
2: for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gilbert doesn't want to know who's next. He wants to know who's first. So Luna comes out. (laughs) Gilbert goes for a spear and he posts himself. He really is Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) Luna crotches him Gilbert goes for the jackhammer Luna lands on top of him and starts choking him out Cole says True to form, Gilbert has one move Shots fired, and then L- with us we
1: fuck back. Yep,
2: uh, Luna wins with a splash, and then Sable's fan that we've been seeing sporadically comes into the ring to attack Luna, and I I had to look it up because it was bothering me. I don't know if you already said who it is. It's Tori. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Tori.
1: Yep. No, I think I actually accidentally said Jackie. I thought it was going to be Jackie, uh, this other Jackie, but I was wrong. Different one. It is Tori. 100% Tori. There you go. Um, Not
2: Tori Wilson, for those actually. of you who aren't familiar.
1: No, no. This is a different one. I Long down the line, I think she ends up aligning with like Kane and X-Pac and shit like that. I believe you are um, correct, yes. I definitely am. I appreciate that. <laughs> I become a professor. Rex. <laughs> but, no, the uh, i got to be honest with you. Luna look good. Like you see her in this, she comes out I'm like she like I'm saying fit fit looking really yes. good for whatever age she is at that time yes. and just Yeah, I mean boobs.
2: Hulk smash. <laughs> we got a recap of HBK being attacked by the corporation last week. Uh and they show on heat Jose Lothario was in the crowd, confronts Vince, shoves him, uh and the stooges beat him down. They mention HBK will be having surgery tomorrow for his injuries. Next, we see Dennis Knight. He's at commentary and he's ranting and raving. He's here tonight. He's here tonight. Uh, and before you can make heads or tails of it, the APA comes out and says he's waiting and they take Knight to the back. Uh, Dennis's Knight shirt is all ripped up. Like, you know, it's just, it's all torn up. Then we get Valvinus to the ring. He says, So this is the home of the Houston Rockets. Fuck the Rockets, first and foremost. Uh, and then. He says, you wrap... I was a Knicks fan. They beat the Knicks in the finals. If I'm not mistaken, I might have been that fucking year. Uh, he says... I just you... like the Lajuan. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, who doesn't? You know, I, I can't I can't take anything away from him. Uh, Valvina says, you wrap your legs around this rocket and you'll be sh- shot straight into orbit. Okay. And then he sees a fan.
1: They're getting weaker and weaker. There was that he one had he had, some had. that were really good. Yeah, he
2: had one recently that was really good. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but he had one. Um,
1: the New Year's and uh, Christmas and New Year's Spend some time between the holidays Yes
2: yes that was the one yes yeah. That was the one Gold. So uh, you know usually that's how it ends And the match starts uh, But instead this time he sees a fan So he says ooh she's hot I'm going to go down and talk to her Starts doing and then I said to myself I actually typed this Holy fucking hell is this what I think it is
1: I, I, All I said out loud Was I go this is it
2: <laughs> And yeah and my next note is Yes, sir. It is because Ken Shamrock comes down and beats the shit out of Val Venus and says, "You don't mess with my sister." Gun runs to the ring, and somebody says, "Hold on, Kenneth." Oh no! It, it, it was it was Gun. After they left, Gun goes, "Hold on, Kenneth. Maybe your sister like that, but she's damn sure gonna like this." Gun drops trow and moons her. Shamrock beats down Gun. Venus runs in, then Bossman, and Shamrock gives Gun an icy title shot at Rumble. My favorite part about this entire storyline is one random Raw. I think it was a Raw. It might have actually even been Heat. I'll have to look into it, but... You know how bad Cena is calling things in the ring? How blatant he is? Yeah. There's a moment with Ken Shamrock where he just fucking blurts it out. It is so bad. I can't wait to get there.
1: Um, It's funny to me because they basically sexually harass his sister in order to get a intercontinental championship
2: match. <laughs> Pretty, well, let's not, let's not fool ourselves. She looked like she was enjoying what was happening. So
1: no, she was fine with it. But like, I'm like it. He's like, I'm going to show her my ass. You know what? I'm giving you a title match. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. All right. Uh, next we see Austin backstage with mankind. They're just commiserating. And we get X-Pac versus L snow for the European title. Snow has a clean shirt on this week. So that's a good thing. Uh, and he doesn't have heed with him, because on heat gold does stole heed, and naturally gold dust comes out, gives heed to snow or gives snow heed. X Pac retains, and then snow attacks gold does post match, but gets heed again. I just wanted to say heed as much as I could. Vince and the Stooges are backstage with Kane. Uh, Vince asks Kane, "So you want to do this tonight on on your own?" Hmm. That's it. You want to do this all on your own? No help from Bisco, No help from Patterson. All right. Good luck to you. So we do, we get Kane versus Mankind for the world title. It's apparently a no DQ match, uh, but no, it is because Rock comes in and pulled Kane off after a tombstone, and they call for the bell. So apparently it was a DQ match, but just it was a little lenient. Um, Rock hits chair shots in the heat to both of them, and then the glass breaks. Rock's able to keep him on the floor with the chair, but Mankind steals the chair rock powders. Mankind gives the chair to Austin. And Austin says "fuck you" and stuns both of them, both Kane and Mankind. And commentary sold it great because there's like Austin just don't give a fuck. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that was great. Uh, Rock is in the back with Vince and obviously didn't want Kane to take the title. I want Mankind. So Vince is a little bit pissed off, but the Rock is, you know, it's a reasonable response because why would I want him to win the fucking title and face him? You know, let me get my redemption. Yep. Next you get Triple H versus Edge. Why does DX have all these singles and tag matches and they're going to be in the corporate uh, rumble later this evening?
1: (laughs) I had the same question myself. I was like, everybody's doing double duty? Yeah, I
2: know, right? Uh, Triple H wins quick. He gets jumped by the brood. The lights flash red, then go out. DX is out when the lights go out and the lights come back on and Road Dogg's covered in blood. And he's not freaked out. He's just a little pissed. Next, we get chanting on the PA, and we see Taker's symbol at the top of the ramp. Dennis Knight's laid out on an altar surrounded by the Acolytes. Druids come out, and we hear the gong. Taker and Bear come out. Taker sits on a throne that's in the shape of his logo, and it obviously was pre-recorded. His lip syncing was a little bit off in places. Like, Yeah.
1: And, and he is... In the Ministry of Darkness dress up, if you need to have a visual of what he's looking like right now, the the cape with the full hooded robe gown, yep. if you will, or hooded robe or whatever. Um, this whole thing, as soon as it started, I go, "Oh, we're there.
2: oh yeah, we're fully oh, there." So awesome. Yep.
1: But you were right. Is is speaking, they would have been better off just keeping their distance from his face. If you know, if yeah. want him to do it or give him a microphone and let it be.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, he says, we'll slay the ones I once saved the day the Ministry of Darkness seizes the land. Um, Bearer has a sacrificial knife in his hand. And at this point, I realize how much I hated those fucking laser pointers because they're all over the place. Every member that's on the fucking top of the ramp has a laser pointer on them. Um, he says... Uh, Every
1: time I think about it now, all I can think about is Andy in the office. Oh, my God, is it is on my that, eyeball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Taker says, hell has relocated to earth. I don't know why. I just really like that line. I, I just wanted yep. to say that. Everyone surrounds the altar. Taker starts chanting. He takes the knife from Barry, slices his own wrist, drips the blood on night, and then drips some into the cup. Austin chants pop up during this. That's the only thing that ruined it. And he says, from this moment on, you are no longer Dennis Knight. You are Midian. Makes him drink from the cup. He starts convulsing. We get more chanting. Then he opens up Midian's robe, takes the knife again, and just slices a logo into his chest. Um, the production on this, as as expected, is top notch, minus the one shot where you see the cameraman holding the camera above his head to get a shot of the altar. He was right in the shot. It just it was no good. Um, the lightning strikes. Gotcha. The lightning strikes the logo, catches on fire. And um, I was waiting for them to cut to Titus O'Neil.
1: <laughs>
2: like they did at the what fireplace. Yeah. Yes.
3: That's hysterical. Uh,
1: um, I have a couple questions. Sure, so sure. First, uh, it's funny because before he actually called him Midian, the name, the word Midian came out in one of the ending parts of right before he got off the chair and went over to that spot. Um, he's like in the, in the ones that will become now the Midians or however he said it. And then I was like, Oh no shit. And I was like, he didn't say minions. He said Midians.
2: Huh? Interesting. Uh,
1: but it obviously was, I'm like, I, I really, was like staring. So what, it, that was like, what, like a fake chest. You just strap over, uh, his chest and then you start cutting to make it look like, no, a, I think it no was, goddamn the, way. You know, I think it was
2: like, the knife. I think the knife had was filled with liquid, so the way he was manipulating really? it, yeah, it was probably in the handle. It's probably in the handle.
1: Oh, yeah. I actually thought it was like a fake body thing, and you just put it right over that, making it look like it was. the You chest can do that. that, yeah.
2: No, the way he was holding the knife and working it, it definitely looked like it was coming off like the backside from the handle. Yeah,
1: that makes sense because I mean, he did like he when he when Taker cut his own wrist, it was like. It like, kind of sprayed out a lot, and I was yeah. like, dude, you may want to like bandage that up before you continue the rest of this ritual.
2: <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. I <laughs> actually get D with P. I'm sorry, were you
1: Midian's over here? He's like, I'm bleeding in my chest. Oh, I, <laughs> I was thinking of that
2: the whole time. I <laughs> you get D Lo coming to the room with PMS. D Lo says, I uh, came out for one reason, and that's to apologize to Terry because she lost the baby.
1: A portrait.
2: Oh, man, miscarriage would have been better, man. Yeah.
1: yeah, they didn't abort it. Well, he did. He
2: did, yeah. <laughs> While shaking his head and everything. Uh, D-Lo told Terry he would do anything to apologize, but what you're asking me to do tonight is wrong, and I won't do it. <clears throat> and eventually says, okay, I'll do it. And he's got to face Mark Henry. Mark Henry comes out in street clothes. Henry approaches D-Lo. Jackie shoves D-Lo into Henry, and they get face-to-face like, what the fuck? And then Terry hits a low blow on Henry. China and Sammy come to the ring. Terry powders. She's like, uh-uh, I'm all set with this. China shoves Jackie to the mat, she powders. China and Sammy help Henry to the back. We come back from the break uh, with a thruple, and China goes to get something to drink for Mark.
1: So Mark and Samuel, I mean Sammy are gonna hang out for a little bit.
2: That's one way to put it. Next we get another Vinnie Mac training vignette. This one's straight out of Rocky IV. He's running through oh, the snow. He's it. running through the snow. He's got the, the, the wood on his back running through the snow. He's chasing the actually a
1: little bit of Rocky One. He was beating meat and in the, well is me.
2: Rocky one and And two. Two, yeah. Cause uh yeah, he's punching the meat at one point and he has to chase the chicken. I love Vince. He goes, I'm the owner of a Fortune five hundred company and I'm chasing a chicken. <laughs>
1: All oh, well, while I hate Austin. <laughs> yeah. Who do you hate? I hate Austin. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. Who? <laughs> Austin.
2: <laughs> All right, so we got our main event. It's the D- DX vs. Corporation Rumble. The winner's going to end at number 30. Shane joins commentary. Starts off with Shamrock and Gun. Gunn doesn't even get into the ring. Oh, go ahead.
1: I'm um, raising my hand to ask, did you know the result of this before watching this?
2: I didn't remember, but as things played out, I kind of called it. You know what I mean?
1: As soon as they announced the Rumble in the beginning of the night, I go, Oh, I remember this one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So it starts off Shamrock and Gun. Gun never gets in the ring, and Shamrock just does an over the top splash to Gun. Shane goes, Kenny, what are you doing?
3: <laughs>
2: Ken Shamrock just eliminates himself right off the bat. Um, Gun tried to catch him, that that did not go well. <laughs> But I mean, they, they moved on, they brawl on the floor, uh, gun gets into the ringer as the timer hits zero and it's boss, man. Uh, and then for the next one, the outlaws music hits and test comes out. Uh, I don't know if that was a production error or a swerve as they, the commentary did a good job. They sold it as a swerve. So maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but they did a good job covering up if that was the case. Uh, ex- I thought
1: it was supposed to go every other, wasn't it? Right.
2: Yep. Exactly.
1: So, I think it was a production error, and they're like, well, fuck it. Here we are. Yeah.
2: Fucking deal with it, right? Uh, X Pac out next. Gun gets eliminated shortly after. Road Dog, then Kane. Dog gets eliminated, and he slammed it. So, he did like, you know, like the back bump over the top rope, you know, where you almost could land on your feet, but you don't. Um, Road yes. Dog smashed his face on the apron. <laughs> it did not look pretty. That was a stinger. He probably had water in his eyes after that one. He had a rough night. He did, covered in blood and probably got a bloody nose. Uh Triple H is next in. He takes out Test like he's stealing his girl. Uh Kane eliminates Test. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. How could I not throw that in there? <laughs> uh it, it comes down to boss man and Triple H. A timer goes off and Vince comes out. Shredded as fucking ever. <laughs> this dude yep. is fucking still taking steroids. I don't give a fuck.
1: The rest of you aren't allowed to, <laughs> but do as I say, not as I do. All yeah, right, I can
2: still take them. Um. So, Boss Man is trying to get Triple H over the top, as you often see in the Rumble. But Vince runs in and dumps them both. Vince is gonna be number thirty. Rips off his tank top like he's Hulk Hogan. The buzzer goes off. China comes to the ring, and the place fucking explodes.
1: Well, and in because it, you're eh, and here. Break it down. Yep. And the announcers go, well, like, who's really left? And as she walks through the curtain, you're right, it was a...
2: <sighs> yeah.
1: right. it was cool. It was, I, it was insane. I, like I said, I remember right at that time, and I go, huh really we're going to put a woman in and I'm not saying like in a sexist way but I was like really we're going to do this I guess we're, we're crossing that bridge
2: with her I mean if anybody <laughs> she's the perfect one for yeah. her right um yeah massive pop the Stooges are trying to stop her from getting into the ring and at one point it's great because Patterson kind of leans back and goes I'm gonna hit you <laughs> 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 it's fucking great
1: you don't even know what I've done to ring, boys. I'll hit you. I ain't got a fucking problem. I'll hit a bitch. <laughs> um,
2: so China takes him out, and then the glass breaks, and Austin comes to the ring. Another massive pop. Vince is distracted, gets topped, tossed over the top rope by China, and Shane says, Austin, you'll pay. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> what a fucking great show. What a great show.
1: Was Austin injured at this time? I think so, because he hasn't been
2: wrestling. Yeah, they, they've they kind of just yeah, put he things just on keeps hold. showing
1: up and saving the day. He, and and Papa to... was about as equal as Mankind in Rock last week. Right. When, when Austin came out, this was equally as loud when yep. he came out to help Jack
2: Yeah, because you're not seeing him much. Um, Buster, uh, do me the favor, just because I'm probably going to forget. Uh, look it up. I, if I were guessing, maybe he had his knee scoped or something. Uh, Because he's already had any issues lingering at this point for at least a year, Uh, so maybe they just did some cleanup. So it's one of those things where you know he could walk, but he just couldn't take bumps or something for you know a month or something.
1: He's wearing one brace right now, right? Yes, yeah. I think he's just down to one.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Well, when we see him come back at whatever or at Royal Rumble, when we see him there, if he has two braces, we know exactly what our answer is. (laughs)
2: Right? No shit. Definitely could be.
1: I'm excited about it. The uh, I'm, I can't wait to do the Royal Rumble. I mean, with the I Quit Man. Oh yeah, Rumble itself. It's a good show. I can't say the same for Sold Out coming up soon or Super Brawl. But like you said, apples and oranges, or you know, I mean, the, the tale yeah. of two different pay per views. This is TV shows, and now it's just tale of two companies. It's yeah. There you go. Have to start really leading in with Nitro every week.
2: But yeah, we might have to at this <laughs> I fucking don't point. End
1: I don't want to end this segment on a sad note Every
2: Consider it done. That is the new format moving Beautiful. forward. Maybe minus pay-per-views. Even if
1: they, even if, I was going to say, <laughs> <even if laughs> per is the pay-per-view. <laughs> fuck it. They're still taking home. Well, we gave you part one back in June. Here we are for part two. God, it was that long ago. That's right. It's our movie of the week, bitch. <laughs> you know, back in June, if you remember, we covered Better Call Saul, and not only did I pique maybe some of your interests, but I piqued the interest of one ODM to go back and he binged through all of Better Call Saul, and then I believe Breaking Bad, following right up after.
2: Correct. To Baged the to the point as well. to the point where I actually have my son, uh, the younger one, who has already watched Breaking Bad. Uh, I have him watching uh, Better Call Saul now. So it's cool to have him come to me and be like, oh, what happens next? Just watch it.
1: I know. Don't ask questions. Skip school and binge it like I used to.
2: Don't ask. No questions. Just Just give the money. (laughs) Get the plate over there. (laughs) Get it on the left side.
1: (laughs) All right. So this is our follow-up and this is Breaking Bad. This is the original. This is the, you know, Better Call Saul was a prequel to Breaking Bad. Um, I did ask you, did you watch El Camino?
2: I did. Yeah, a couple times actually. Actually, okay. after I rewatched the series, okay. I, I uh, rewatched that as well.
1: Absolutely. So we'll get into that at some point. Probably right after this. Just kidding. Again, we're not going to make this a marathon like we did with Saul, but I do, do want to at least, you know, like we said, the points, the good stuff. If you've watched... This is great. If you haven't watched, I assume you know what the word "spoiler" means. You know, Nightwing. <laughs> Actually, hope you're doing well, buddy. Shout out, but, Nightwing. All right, you got Walt Walter White. Okay, he's a chemistry teacher. Finds out he has lung cancer, um, and not only is he a school teacher working at a car wash, Bogdan's car wash, the guy with the best eyebrows next to Eugene Levy. Yeah, right. Um, And, you know, he finds out that he has cancer, and he kind of half-hides it, I I think, from the family to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, His wife is Skylar, and I can't think of who it's played by, but it doesn't matter. We don't have to get into (coughs) real names. Then he's got his son, Walt Jr., who, if I forget to ever go through this again, when he decides that he's so mad at his father, he picks another name. This moron has leg problems. He chooses the name Flynn. Flynn. Yeah, <laughs> Flynn. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. So then you got uh, uh, Skyler's brother or brother-in-law, brother-in-law, yep. Hank, because his sister, her sister is Marie. Hank is he works for the DEA. Easily one of the most racist people i've ever seen in a, in a show yeah um says beaner a like, lot like when he's talking yeah like he's talking to gomez his partner in the, on the first ride along where they bring walter and he's like 25 bucks says beaner <laughs> jesus christ dude <laughs> like and that's not the first you know what i mean like that's just first of many with him you know like when he goes to work with the the, the it, big corporation yeah te- he goes
2: out down to texas the da office down there so they're actually working with the mexican side uh you know the federales
1: Starts to realize, yeah, they don't make those jokes like he does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in the ride-along, Walter, sitting in the back seat, gets to see one of the meth people, one of the meth dealers, fall out of the window after apparently banging it out with some chick. And it is one Jesse Pinkman, former student. Funny scene. Um, what is the, what is his license plate? What is it? like? Captain Cook. Cap'n Cook. Captain Cook. That's what it is. That's that's it.
2: Roll. Can you tell that my wife is home? The dogs are losing their shit. We're two for two. Oh,
1: hey, at least we're both having Too it. bad one of us didn't uh, have a so second you
2: know, wife. We'd have a hat trick. <laughs> amongst other things. Just wait. Hang on.
1: Uh, you know, sees Jesse. Breaks bad. No. But, uh, you know, starts to talk to him. And he's like, hey, I got to do this. I got to make some money. And Jesse has partnered up with Crazy Eight, who we see in Saul, and he ends up becoming a DEA informant, mm-hmm. but you don't know that while watching Breaking Bad the first time. It's different when you watch it from different angles. You know what I mean? And I only know the one way. You know, just you know, Breaking Bad first. Um, but these guys try to rob them out in the desert, where basically it leads to the very first scene of the of the show, where he's stuck in the desert with his <clears throat> his underwear basically on. All the way towards the end of this. And then they try to uh, get set up with someone else. And he goes, wait, I know a guy. And that's when we get introduced to Skinny Pete. And he vouches for Jesse to meet with Tuco. (laughs) That whole exchange. All right, with the money. You'll get the money when you can. And he's like, well, money up front, man. Then he beats the shit out of him with those rolls of Mm -hmm. stacks. You know what I mean? Of, Of money. My favorite part is when Jesse is in the hospital, and Skinny Pete's in there, and Walter shows up. He goes, oh, here's a cook. And he goes, what's going on? What happened? And he goes, I was like, damn, ch- chill, Tuco. Go easy, man. And you know, he didn't say shit the whole time. He sat there doing nothing. He's like, I told him to go easy. <laughs> Skinny may be one of my favorite characters in the entire show.
2: It's it's is- Yeah, and it's great in El Camino, which a lot of people didn't like, but in El Camino, he takes the hat off for the first time. <gasps>
1: Oh geez, that entire—you know what I didn't like about El Camino is they didn't put the trailer in there. The trailer w- sold the whole thing. Where he is in the oh uh, yeah, the cop's yeah. office. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm not giving him away. They do everything but that. Yeah, but we'll get to there one day. Uh, but then, man, Walter's revenge goes in there. Says his name is Heisenberg. First time you hear the name Heisenberg too. Mm-hmm. And that's not meth The boom. Did you know that in that boom, uh, what is it, Vince Gilligan used the sound clip of that senator doing the, yeah, that's actually a part of that. When the explosion goes off, you see the air conditioner go out the window. Mm -hmm. That sound is a part of that. He put that in there purposely. Huh. If you listen closely, I think that's a great little Easter egg. You'll hear it very clear as day. Um. And that pretty much, I mean, that probably ends out almost season one, I think, or pretty close to. Um, but then he ends up. Tuco gets pissed off at them because DEA's after him because at that drop that they had, the one dude gets his arm caught in there, into the the car. The well, the car. one guy t-
2: you know pipes in is one one of his henchmen pipes in, and he's like, and, and Tuco's like, "Why the fuck are you speaking for me?" And he beats him to death. Yep. They leave, they come back. He's like, you're a fucking scientist, save him. And he convulses. Look, you can't take an ass-beating bitch. Yeah, I know, right? So the the big the other henchman has to dump him under a couple cars. He goes back later to try to pull him out so they can give him a Christian burial. fucking car collapses on the dude's arm, tears it off, he gets caught, and he bleeds out.
1: And that's why they are after Tuco, and what's crazy is that... Walter is sitting in the bathroom with his wife, who's in the bathtub, I think, or some shit like that. And you know, not she hasn't given birth yet, but she's pregnant with yep. uh, their their daughter to be. And all of a sudden, he just gets up after his phone rings, mm-hmm. and goes outside, and it's Jesse's car. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing at my house?" And all of a sudden, you see Tuco in the back
2: seat. Yep, tells him to get. Him. Now, at this point, you got to remember that Skyler is very suspicious of Walt's behavior. She doesn't know if he's yeah. having an affair or what's going on. She's very suspicious, and she's becoming very, uh, you know, Which, distant.
1: If we don't actually get to, um, it'll be a little bit later when, yeah, no, no, before, or right around this time when she thinks he's smoking pot, yeah. and she gets on <laughs> Jesse. She calls Jesse's like, the 618 bitch, what up? <laughs> yeah, call it, leave a number, but And then she goes over there, do not sell my husband pot. Okay, just like, <laughs> I have no idea what you're fucking talking about.
2: <laughs> I am very serious, yo.
1: My name is Skylar White, yo. <laughs> I'm married to Walter White, yo. She had moments. Yeah, There was moments you hate her, but it oh, depends yeah. on the eyes that you go into this show. If you go in as a person that you're being lied to and you didn't realize that your spouse is a fucking drug kingpin and your life has been in danger all this time, you look, you look at it kind of differently. Um, you, but then I look at it, sometimes I look at it from Jesse's angle. Sometimes I look at it just as, as Walter's angle. You want Walter to, to win throughout the whole fucking show. But then deep down, yeah. you watch it on your second, third time. You're like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Towards you're the, the end. And so many things are happening. Yeah.
2: Towards the end. You realize yeah, there, there's a defining moment and then we'll get there.
1: Yep. So he take takes them and into this little place and we get to meet his his tío Hector Salamanca. Ding 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 ding. ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, the whole I, I I every time I watch it. You know it's kind of like we talked about in the uh what's his name, Nacho when he's trying to drop the pills into the jack. Mm-hmm. It's like a sweaty scene. Yeah. Him trying to put the pills in the burrito and then him dinging. I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Like, I cringe every time. And and then when Jesse, oh, yeah, I told him not to change the channel, man. You want, The guy wanted man his eye candy, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> almost takes the bump of that, what was it, like ricin or some shit that was inside? I, was that the, the one I that think was the it was the, the ricin. ricin. I think
2: bump? it was the ricin, yeah.
1: And then has a special ingredient and talks himself right out of it. Yep. Chili powder. Chili pea. I fucking hate chili powder. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because i it's my signature. Well, it's not going to be our signature. Yeah. <laughs> but then that whole thing leads to him almost killing Jesse, which if anybody has ever heard the true story, I think it's about right here. This is where Jesse was supposed to die. Jesse wasn't supposed to make it out of the first season.
2: Oh shit! I didn't know that. It
1: was it was either here or, one the original one where the guys, uh, in the desert, both uh, Eddie Dominguez and uh, Crazy Eight, when they both uh, were going after him. I think one of them he was he wasn't supposed to even get into season two. Wow. Yeah, which I always found pretty interesting. Um. I got to ask, man. I'm looking at myself. Um, we took a quick break, and I had to change my screen background, and I'm now a part of the purple uh, costume setup up with the Judgment Day. How does this look to you, man?
2: Oh, it looks fantastic. I put the screen cap up on the drive, so if you want to peek at it, it's there.
1: Oh, I can't wait. That'll <laughs> be great. So these guys now that uh, – oh no, he drags him out, and as he's just about to kill Jesse, we poisoned you. We tried to kill you because Walt saw that – Jesse had the rock in his hand. Mm-hmm. Ballsy, very fucking ballsy. Uh the whole thing and then Walt couldn't pull the trigger. He's like trying to find with the machine gun. He's trying to do it. He can't do it. can't do it. Finally Jesse rips off the fucking gun and shoots him. And then they the fucking dumb part is they let him in there. State let him stay in there to die. I'm like finish him off.
2: Oh, know? 100%, yeah. But it goes but it speaks to their ineptitude as criminals. Right? I mean that's that's really the oh, whole point. Oh, that's right.
1: Because, well, actually, I forgot Walt killed Crazy Eight in that one part mm-hmm. in his basement when yep. he realized the broken plate was missing. That was a brilliant piece. That, that was great whole thing. Yep. Um, and one thing I'll, I'll say: Did you ever realize that Walt starts to take on the people he's killed? He takes on their their traits, uh, things. Yep. Mm-hmm. When he makes a sandwich, he takes the crust off like crazy, mm-hmm. Eight. and Those he does that for like the gosh. rest of
2: the series. And they point it out too.
1: It's very interesting. I, I just I I like that little bit of detail.
2: So another thing to point uh, out they- too is uh, the the uh, parallel story here is that Skylar has Hank use his connections to try to find Walt. So yes. she talks, he talks to Jesse's parents, realizes he has that stupid low rider. It's a low rider. It probably has a low jack on it. So we can probably find Pinkman's car. We find Pinkman's car. Maybe he can tell us where Hank is, not knowing that they're in cahoots.
1: And then Hank shows up, and. Next thing you know, he's face-to-face with Tuco, and he has already talked about him being a part of the Salamanca uh, drug territory, the the uh, the whole family that's part of there. And he even says, like, go easy. He knew right there, like, what he was up against. And it's funny because when Tuco grabs the machine gun out of the car, the lowrider just starts going, just jumping up and down the whole time. The clear shot that he gets when Tuco just raises his head at the right time. Reloads. Just, bam,
2: yep. Just, As he's reloading. Uh, yep.
1: Very uh, Danny Glover-like from uh, yeah. Lethal Weapon. Just waiting for that one headshot. Yep, the, the head crack. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Riggs!
2: Consider it revoked.
1: Um, and then the scheme of both things. First, Walt going to the grocery store, just dropping all clothes, and like he just lost his fucking mind. And Jesse to go to the motel because his phone was in that car, but there's no trace that he was ever at that place where Hector Salamanca was at, because obviously Tuco's dead and that's all we have left. He gets hooked up with the local prostitute that he knows pretty well, Wendy, Wendy. who who Hank is already introduced to young Junior or future Flynn because... He was trying to get some boot some beer outside of the store, got in trouble by a uh, undercover cop, calls Hank to get him out of trouble, says that he's his dad. And he goes, Let me show you what you can get into. And it shows him Wendy, and he's like, Are you giving those Wendy's Wendy? <laughs> Let me see your so teeth. then that's his that's his point. Or that that's his uh, uh backup, his alibi is hanging with her. He explains it to her. He's like, I promise it's everything we need to worry about. Cops bust in the way Jesse plays it off. He's like, Your management's gonna be on my ass for the door. Now who's gonna pay for that? That ain't on me. And then when they go, We find your car, he goes, All right, D E A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he plays everything yeah. off really well. Um, but it's sad because then that book bag full of cash that was his. Gone. They go, and it's funny. Man, gummy, he's like, I'd kill myself if I didn't if I lost that kind of money. And they're like, You know what this is? Our softball uniforms. <laughs> oh, well, we definitely got to get those. Fucking dicks. mm But then they end up going into their in business on their own. Heisenberg and Jesse are going to make the meth, and they, they're they going to try to peddle it however they can. They become their own bosses. And Jesse goes, I got just the guys. You got Combo. You got Skinny Pete. And a guy that we met earlier on when Jesse was trying to get a job uh, from a guy who is spinning a sign. Badger. Young Brandon Mayhew. Mayhew. Uh, best part about this trio is they're just everything I would expect some dumb young drug dealers to be like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Acting like you got it under control, but you really don't. Why I say that? Skinny Pete. He gets taken by this girl who's like, oh, I just want a, a teenth. Gives it to her. Oh my god, the cops are coming. Leading him right to a fucking knife with her husband spooge
2: spooge yeah
1: let me get this straight you got robbed by a guy named spooge
2: (laughs) that was a bit of a heartbreaker of an episode
1: uh yeah so you're talking about the atm yeah the poor kid the poor kid in there um skank 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 (laughs) i know skank the it's i love when he was like to skinny Pete. he's like is that a five or an s he's like it's an s Or it's a five. I don't know. And he goes, come on. He's like, man, I I don't know. I can't be like spelling and shit. (laughs) They're just so good. Uh, But then Badger gets uh, pinched by a cop. Now, this one was my favorite. Ah, man, you're a cop. I know you're a cop. Look, show me your armpits. Ah, I'm
0: blinded by the light.
1: Badger is fucking with the kid, and the kid is the dude from Road Trip.
2: Yeah, best, He's yeah.
1: also in the movie New Guy, but Road Trip is the best that you'll remember him as the kid, the dorky, the kid. skinny kid. Yeah, and yeah, and he's like the whole. And he finally, all right, fine, all right, I'll give you the weed or the weed. I'm sorry, the meth. Yeah, and then pulls the gun out of his ankle or out of his anklet. It's it's hysterical because you're probably with those guys that are in the flower van over there or this one and all those vehicles show up. He called it all out before it happens when he's getting interrogated. Well, why'd you sell to him? I don't know. I thought we were going to hang out or something. We are hanging out, Badger. But, and then we meet Saul. You don't want a criminal lawyer. You want a criminal lawyer. First, when Walt walks into Saul's office. Oh, God, Should I tell him we shot Jimmy Hoffa or whatever the fuck he says? He's, he just starts messing with him. And then the, uh, it you, is that Irish? Yeah, it's Irish. oh, a fiddle potato eater. <laughs> Anybody who's ever watched just breaking bad, they don't, some people don't want to give Saul a chance, the show. They're like, eh, I don't know. He's just kind of a goofy guy. I'm like, but you gotta watch it. I'm like, I oh, promise I have you have to. The shit gets dark and deep, but you have to. And but I to think know why the guy is the way he is. Yeah, and
2: I think at one point during Breaking Bad, he actually mentions that his real name is McGill.
1: It's that exact scene, right? That's there. That's what I thought. Goes, yep. He goes, oh, fellow potato eater. He goes, real name's McGill. He goes, uh, he goes, I use salt. He goes, it's good. He goes, it's in good with the homeboys. Yeah, the, the Jewish. <laughs> they want a Jew lawyer. Boys. <laughs> yep. It's yeah, so I uh, so they finally get him out, you know, with using the fake guy, the guy that just likes to go to jail all yep. the time. And they make him the fake Heisenberg. Uh but because obviously they suck at peddling meth, he tries to get him set up with a meeting with Gus, the owner of Pueblo Hermanos, who apparently is also a big drug kingpin apparently. And it's funny cuz at this exact spot at the end of Saul, that's where it's like the decision. Should he have done this? Should he have not? Would things have made a difference? This is the, this is the spot. And all during this, you know, while all this is going on, Jesse has moved into a new new apartment since his parents kicked him out of his old place. And he's moved next door to his uh, landlord, one Jane. And they start to hang out, get to know each other. And he's like, "Ah, you may want to leave. I'm going to smoke some crystal. Had a bad day. Because she's been in recovery. She's been in uh, recovery for, I think, like two years or some shit. They do crystal once. This bitch comes home. She's like, hey, guys, I got got an entire heroin kit here. We're going to do this. Let's go. Like she had a whole, like she just, she needed one hit. And next thing you know, she was off by an H and they were giving that a shot. That's a scene. Him rising up above the bed. Yep. Crazy. Um, but while finally working with uh, Gus, finally get the meeting, everything's set. Meeting, or uh, drop one hour from that one One little short guy. Um, Jesse's got the meth and he is heroined out. Yep. <laughs> he breaks in and takes all the meth from under the sink. At the same point, missing the do- the birth of his daughter. A lot of shit going on. Then mm-hmm. Jesse calls. It's stolen, man. Someone took it. Someone took it, <laughs> which is even crazier. You know, he didn't even know. That's how fucking out of it he was. And from there, we, you know, with all the oh, Jane and uh, Aaron or Aaron Paul. Not sure. Yeah, close enough. Jane and Jesse. Yeah basically start blackmailing Walter for his half of the money. And Walter goes over there one night and this is where he shows up and Jesse is out of it as fuck. And so is Jane and she's on her back and starts to throw up and he could turn her over and save her. And Walt just sits there and watches Jane die. Fucked up part. Real fucked up part. Mm -hmm. But then we are introduced to my favorite character of Breaking Bad, Mr. Mike German (laughs) Trout. Say it again. I woke up, (laughs) she was dead, dead. that's all I know. Say it again. I woke up, she's dead, that's all I know. (laughs) Taking all of his paraphernalia, everything, dude did it like a pro. You didn't think he was even going to be a part of the show, even by that first scene right there, how he does that.
2: So another fun piece Uh, of trivia is that Mike was supposed to debut before Saul. Really? But there were scheduling conflicts, so they flipped it.
1: Interesting. I like how they did this then. Uh, And through all this, now Jesse has been put into a rehab because he ends up Kind of falling off the the face ends up going to like the face of the earth and going to like a like a meth uh, house a meth like
2: den yeah yeah, yeah Hank they, rescues so they him, end up or not him in a yeah in rehab Walt.
1: yep yep Walt did and they put him into a rehab and at the same time Gus persuades Walt to do the giant meth lab that he has under the laundromat and that's where he meets his new assistant Gail Bedigger. Who makes the best goddamn coffee in the world? Jesse gets out of rehab, buys his old house back from his parents. That is a phenomenal scene with with Saul Saul and the lawyer. Well, you got your termites. That's awesome. That's great. Great. Good inspection. That's awesome. But I don't see anything about the hidden meth lab. (laughs) Then walks in with the keys right in front of his parents. It's great. His
2: parents are like, now's not a good time. And he just walks by, walks in the house.
1: so good. So Hank is on the trail still of trying to figure out who this Heisenberg is and gets wind that there is a that's a rolling meth lab in an RV. That's what he's starting to figure out runs it from Combo all the way to uh to there. And it, it, well to Jesse. And when he figures it out, Hank calls Walt to ask questions about Jesse. He's like, hey, let me ask you a question. you ever seen a meth? Uh, thing? He goes, I know you may or may not have had some weed. I don't care. You know, because he's DEA. And that's when we're introduced to Joe, the demolition guy at the junkyard. Junkyard Joe, basically. Love it. Who has been in so many things throughout, like, the 80s and 90s. Love that guy. And they that's where the, this is my private domicile, bitch. That's the fake phone call to Marie where he thinks his wife is dying in a hospital from a car crash. And then they crush the shit out of the RV. But that's when Hank shows up and beats the shit out of Jesse for it, thinking that he was behind that entire thing, putting him in the hospital. Which is fucking crazy enough. But then uh, the Salamanca twins, they show up and they want to know who killed Tuco. They're trying to get revenge for the cousin. Gus said you can't have Walter White, but you can have a man that did actually shoot him, Hank Schrader. Hank gets in trouble for beating the fuck out of Jesse, loses his gun and badge. And on, I think, the same day, or maybe the day later, the twins catch him outside of a store, and they were trying to assassinate him. I don't even know. That scene is just... Especially when you, you think he's done right there and shoots him right in the head before he mm-hmm. drops that axe. Oh my
2: God. Crazy.
1: I did like that Jesse's leaving the hospital. And he sees Hank coming in. You know, and he, and he's like, You okay, man? He's like, I feel awesome. <laughs> but he cons Walton giving him the spot. So Gail is done, and now he's the partner in order so he doesn't sue Hank and the family because, for that beatdown. But when Jesse finds out that they that Gus's men are selling, well, actually let's back up. We see Combo, big Combo, trying to sell on a street corner. And this kid's just riding around him on a bike, asking him questions. Bam, shoots him a couple times as he runs away. Kills Combo. This kid's like thirteen, I think. Um, and then that that car rides away. Wendy, the whore, she is in use for, she goes, I bring these guys hamburgers every now and then. He wanted to find out what they're selling. Ends up getting it, and it's their meth. Finds out it's Gus's men, and they're using kids to kill. Jesse wanted to go kill him. Mike intervenes, pulls him in a car. And he gets to meet those two guys, and Gus is like, I want peace right here. Finds out later that they killed the little kid. And one of the best season enders, Jesse's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to handle it my way. He's going to go kill the two guys. Has the gun in his hand. Never anticipated Walter riding up in that vehicle and riding over both of those guys right there. Blast them. Just sick. Oh, yeah. And then run. You the Bray Wyatt, run. Jesse's in hiding. Gus is pissed. Brings Gale back in, but also Tyrus, that big guard. Mm-hmm. And he's going to keep watching everything that they do until they realize that, or he realizes that Gale is going to take over the operation. He's
2: getting groomed to take, take Walt's questions. spot.
1: Yep. Which means Walter would be dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just as I... I I can't remember what it was, but uh, Mike, and I think, I can't remember the other guy, the the one. Yeah, think
2: uh, gets box-cuttered later. Yeah, I can never remember his name either.
1: Yes, so him, they show up with, him and Mike show up, and they tell him to go down. Oh, there's an issue at the. There's a leak. At the lab, you got to go down there, and you he knew he's about to get killed. All right, I know where Jesse is. I'll give you Jesse. Jesse, has to be you. Go, and he takes off and kills Gail. My favorite thing is the, you're going to want to wait before you kill me. Yeah? Why? Six, blah, blah, blah. Wantable Lane apartment. Watching Mike's face just drop like, fuck. Yep. But let me ask you, is the main reason when, now that next scene that shows up is when they're, him and Jesse are there in the, the lab. Gus shows up quiet as shit while this kid is making box hunter kid is making the whole batch and he's like, I know every step to it. It's so like he goes, it's a cook. He goes, There's a recipe to it. It's not a problem. Was Gus killing him because he was at the crime scene?
2: You know, that's like a good question. Seen. And I think it could be interpretive, right? Because it could be that. It could be because uh, I'm not paying you to be the cook, so why are you cooking? Ultimately, I think it's just to show. Walt and Jesse that nobody is beyond being removed. Right? It's
1: fair. Well, all the while, Skyler's banging Ted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the whole, hey, do you mind if uh, he has a friend over for dinner? Sure. I fucked Ted. <laughs> Watching him try to talk to Ted, Come on out, come out and trying to lift that big ass plant what are you doing? I'm talking with Ted. And he's trying to lift that fucking thing. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm like, there's parts of this show that have a lot of comedy to it. Um, but she also begins to launder the money for him. Now that she knows the truth, he does meth. Um, it's funny. She's like, I knew it. You and that picnic kid, you're selling marijuana. (laughs) And he just closes his eyes. Like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Cocaine. Uh, but she ends up doing the, the, the laundering but what i like is before she gets into laundering is when saul is trying to explain it to jesse at the nail salon he's like you're gonna want this nail salon and he goes you're pink look at this it's this you Pinkman. hey how about that but when he's trying to sell it to them and and they're like we should do the car wash he goes a nail salon he goes how about this how about free pedicures for the rest of your life <laughs> yes ma'am like trying to sell her on the dumbest fucking shit. her negotiating with bogdan and using Bill Burr is one of my favorite fucking scenes. She's crafty. In the earpiece, oh, it was real crafty. What, what laws am I breaking? Okay, what laws? Well, and he's reciting it as he's hearing it. It's so good. And I don't think anybody else could have played the part like him. He did the. I, I, I'm a huge Bill Burr fan. Stand up, everything he does. Love that he's in this. And we don't even know who his partner technically is at this point. If you watch Saul first, you know you'll maybe figure it out. Um, but all during this time, Jesse has now decided he wants to start peddling meth on the side because it's not as fun anymore with just cooking all day long. So him and his buddies go into rehab or not rehab. I'm sorry. Uh, like
2: 12 stepper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And everybody, it, the way that they're like. Yeah, man, that blue stuff hit the... Not the blue stuff. Oh, man, I heard that stuff's fire, yo. I'm like, this is really fucked up. (laughs) But then Badger and Pete start... Oh, I'm on on step 12, brother. I'm there, man. They're, like, going through They're actually going
2: through it, yeah.
1: Yep. But he starts banging Andrea. He's trying to get her to do some meth. And she has a a son. But she she finds out that her brother, Tomas was killed not too long ago because he did a hit on another drug dealer combo. That was a good twist. I actually didn't see that one coming the first time we watched that movie or that show. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's that's kind of interesting to uh, you know go down that road." And wait, let me see. Yeah, so I when he finds out they end up killing Tomas, right? How did how did they figure that out? I forgot.
2: Now. It was after the sit down with the two drug dealers in the car and Jesse with Fring. Oh, that's said, right. I need they, peace. Right. And their go. way to, uh, they, you know, they shook on it. And then to kind of dig at Pinkman, they killed the kid.
1: That's right. Um, and actually, even before that, I forgot to mention that uh, right after Jesse had to kill Gail, he went on like a three-day party bender with all of his friends at his house, which was just Crazy. random and weird. Um, because Hank can't walk, Marie is a klepto. By the way, she is sponsored by The Color Purple mm-hmm. in every way possible in that entire show. You and your rocks. They're minerals, Marie. Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Hank is starting to actually get on to Gus. But that this is also when uh, Skyler's all worried. She's like, we got to get out of here. You know, someone got shot at the door. I am the danger. One of the most epic lines everybody remembers. And now Walter's trying to do the ricin for Gus. And he tries to get Jesse to give it to him. Because Jesse actually, so they could keep him clean, is starting to work for Mike. And they staged which is sad because he actually did a really good job with it, but they staged this whole thing where it looks like he saves the day, making him have a little bit of purpose, I think, but also trying to fuck with Walter Mm -hmm. because they're like, you know, we can't kill you, but we could take your partner and maybe make him a better you if we need to. And Walter's all worried about this, so he's trying to get Jesse to kill him, but he doesn't. All the meanwhile, Ted, the woman that... Uh, The guy that uh, Skyler's banging, which is also her boss, is in some major debt to the IRS. And she ends up giving him the money at this point. Um, And Jesse and Walt end up fighting because he finds out that Jesse was at Gus's house. He goes, you were there for two hours and 47 minutes. You bugged my car? I love when he throws the fucking bug right at Walter's head. I don't know why I always love when you see something like that in a movie, like someone gets hit with an ashtray in the head. I just to me, I don't know. I, that shit makes me laugh, but the whole fight gets him out of there. Now, Walter is scared as shit. He's like, Oh my God, I think I may actually die. Jesse goes to fucking Mexico. How boss is that scene for him?
2: He has to go cook meth for the cartel. uh, And he's arguing with uh, their cook, the cartels cook who just views uh, you know, Pinkman as some kind of addict. But he makes the meth off the top of his head, and he gets it at, what, like 96% purity? Yep. And yep. he's like, fuck. It's, yeah, somewhere around there. And he's like, fuck yeah, he's excited, thinking, all right, I can go home now. Nope, you're property of the cartel. You're going to stay down here. We're going to make a lot of money.
1: I did like the, where's the phylicetic acid or whatever it is. And they're like, we create our own. I only know the one that has the B on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like hysterical that he leaned in and says it to Gus, but Gus didn't even blink. He's like, he was under the impression it was going to be ready. Right. But I love where the guy goes.
2: It's simple chemistry. English.
1: Oh, good. Then you understand what I said, asshole. Yep.
2: Yeah, Pinkman plays it off well.
1: Yeah. Then they go to Don Eladio's house. First time we're actually really seeing who Donaladio is, I believe, at this point in the show. If not, we may have already seen the flashback, the part where his partner got killed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: for selling on their own territory. Correct. But this is where uh, God damn he brings over, which, if you remember, it's the exact same fucking drink, the tequila. That Saul and Kim Mm -hmm. get people to buy them. One that has that real spiky top.
2: Zafir Anejo. Yep.
1: Everybody has to take a sip, but first, Gus, you better do it first. I want to make sure you're not here to poison me. Because I did kill your partner back then. And even one part in Saul, he goes, I see hatred in your eyes. Hate's okay, as long as there's respect. But right here, he still doesn't trust Gus. Gus takes a sip. He hands it over to Jesse, and he goes, no, 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 he can't have it. He's a recovering addict. He's a recovering addict. addict, yep. Yeah. And then after like a half hour, Gus, man, use your restroom. Goes upstairs, throws up in the most calmest way I've ever seen anybody, just nicely setting down a towel,
3: <laughs>
1: just chill, throws up while everybody is just dying and passing out outside. Mike coming with that string shit on your wrist, the, the wire. Mm-hmm. You hear, zoop, wraps it around the guy's neck. But then he gets shot. Gus can barely walk. And whether you set him up with a fake one or not, Jesse saved the day on this one. Shoots out that guy at the very end, drives them over all the way to the vet or the doctor or whatever that's out in the middle of nowhere that they go to. And it's so cool because that doctor had, he goes, you're a Jesse Pickman. You have bl- uh, type uh, B uh, yeah. bl- uh, blood type, blah, 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 whatever. And he goes, yes, he thought of everything. But it's funny. He's like, you don't do that. Do, do. He goes, tobacco? A little too much. <laughs> <laughs> but now this is where, uh oh, so Hank is this close, this close to catching Gus. And he goes, I think they hate, they're they doing something at this laundromat here. And Walt has to steer him right into another car, pretty much right in front of the laundromat, in order to not have to deal with it. But then Gus kidnaps Walt, because he's pissed. You know, you brought him right to our fucking lab. Even Jesse said, "Goes, he you brought him to our fucking lab, our only place, you're done. And if you do anything else, I will kill you, I will kill your daughter, I will kill your whole fucking family. Goes home, goes underneath the fucking floor where all of his money is. And in one of the craziest iconic scenes, where's the money? I gave it to Ted. And his maniacal laugh. You're like, I don't know if he's laughing or crying. I don't know what it is. And at the same time, Marie Marie calls. there's a hit on Hank. Dude, this thing, that, that whole scene, him, you see him in that basement. Well done. The shots in this movie, by the way, we haven't really talked about. Or not this movie, this show. Like, how, like, if they're, like, you are the the glass that they're breaking. You know what I mean? Like, the certain shots that they do. It's a lot of filming from underneath
2: and, and shit like that. Yeah. Very clever.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, so, he has to figure out a way to save himself. And as everybody leaves, Walt stays. And he's sitting by himself outside. And he's trying to figure out a plan. And he says, all right, we got to bomb Gus. And he ends up having that reservoir-like standoff. Reservoir dogs-like standoff with Jesse in his house where the whole gun. He's like, you poison Brock. He's like, I wouldn't poison him. You know who else who wants to hurt kids? Gus. And he can't get it done at the hospital because Gus figures it out. But sides with Hector Salamanca to get Salamanca to blow himself up because he already found out his entire family is dead and he gets Salamanca to blow himself up in that nursing home uh Skyler calls I won which the whole thing is just nuts but then at the very end he goes it looks like uh, Jesse goes over to Walt and he goes it looks like it uh wasn't the ricin looks like it was something called Lily in the Valley and then they go back to that part of the season or that part of the episode where he's sitting right next to Lily of the Valley, right next to his uh, pool. Motherfucker did poison Brock. This guy's a dick. Mm-hmm. So now all their shit's in evidence. He has to convince Mike to work with him. And they're like, "How can we get stuff out of the evidence room? We got to get we got to get the computers. It's gonna have Gus's all laptop, it, yep. all the cameras. Yep, yep." And that's where we go back to Joe's junkyard because it was Jesse's idea with the magnets. He said, "Let's get the the magnets." You uh, know, he goes, "That'll that should work." However many batteries they do, they put it together. It's fantastic. The scene itself, they put the entire U-Haul right up against the side of the of the building and just take off. Well done. I thought it was really, really, really cool. But now they have uh, all this. Uh, no, I'm sorry, they have all this uh, meth that they're going to be able to cook. What can we do? They end up uh, doing the part where they are doing it in houses that are being exterminated.
2: Fumigated, yep.
1: Fumigated. Tented, yeah. yeah. there it is. And that's where we we meet Todd.
2: Oh, we've already met Todd. Todd was on At the... At this point? Uh, yeah, I think this is because uh, Todd was in on the me- uh, methylamine job. Or they hijacked the truck. Not yet. That oh, that's yet. right after this. Okay.
1: Yep. And actually, what's her name wants to... Lydia. She used to be partnered up with Gus. Mm-hmm. She's like, I need the name names of the 11 men that you guys worked with. We need to get a hit on them and kill them before they rat us all. She long. tells Michael and this. Yep. And Mike's like, those are my guys. They're strong. I love when he breaks into her house and he's like, and if you say anything else, I'm going to put my pistol in your mouth and I'm going to shoot you. And she goes... You're going to put my gun in my mouth. It's not a gun. It's a pistol. (laughs) He's like, be specific. I'm going to blow your fucking head off. And that's when she's like, I'll get you guys a fucking ocean of this stuff. And that is the train heist. Which now we get to see Bill Burr again. (laughs) Driving the the truck. Putting the water through in the top. Dropping yes. And you have Todd there throughout this whole thing. They are successful. They get like 300 thousand gallons or whatever the fuck it is the ocean of methylamine it's a success, everybody's happy until they turn around there's a little kid on a dirt bike, bam Todd shoots him because of this, Mike and Jesse now want out they're like, we just want our cut, we just want to get the fuck out of this whole thing and Walt tries to keep the, the stuff going with Todd Todd's learning it throughout the whole thing but the issue is with Jesse being out, you still, he still, Walt himself, is still a little worried about those 11 names. And so he's like, I got to try and get him. And in the process, kills Mike. I didn't expect him to shoot Mike. When he was like, here's your money, here you go. And the gun was missing in the bag. I didn't anticipate Walt shooting him. And then just as he's dying, he goes, I guess I can get the names from Lydia. He goes, you just let me fucking die in peace. Uh-huh. And you watch him fall over. One of the saddest deaths for me, to be honest with you. There's there's certain shows when a death happens, you're like, God damn it. I know it's going to happen, but come on, just live. Right. That that was one of them. And Skylar gets him to finally quit. She's like, I had to get a storage facility. Look at this thing. And it's like eight industrial air conditioners all stacked next to each other. That's what the money is like. You know what I mean? Right? All side by side. And this is where he ends up getting a, a U-Haul to get him into barrels. And you get Huel and Bill Burr. This is a... Man, I gotta do it. And he lays <laughs> on the fucking money. <laughs> is that the first time we're even seeing Huel in this? Oh, no. He's actually been a part of working with Saul, actually. He's been his bodyguard throughout the shit after yep. Gus uh, was killed. Um, So, you know, he gets... Uh, he finds out cancer is back, and he's like, "That's good. Money's buried. Everything's fine. I got eighty million dollars. We're fine." Hank takes a poop and finds out that he's Heisenberg.
2: Long and short of it, yep.
1: Why would you leave that book out? I mean, just saying. It is a. But it, yeah. He notices the book is gone. He knows that book is missing, and goes to Hank. Hey. Did you have a stomachache from that tuna salad the other night like I did? No? Okay. Hey, by the way, what's going on? You know, he's like trying to like just small talk with him. And when Hank closes that fucking garage door and punches him, it's, you know, the the whole, I don't even know who you are. You're the one that called in the thing for Marie. Everything just hitting, you know, finally for him. But the whole, I don't even know you. And if if that's true, your best course of action is to tread lightly. Jesus Christ even then I'm like I'm still cheering for you that's really fucked up right now Hank is trying to get uh Skyler to turn she's like he's like you got I'll give you in protection you gotta I'll help you out and then they end up meeting as a couple where Walt leaves them with a CD and says here you guys go this is the the way you want to go and he does a confession tape where he said that Hank has been the head honcho next to Gus the entire time. Um, he was told if he ever said anything, he'd be killed. It was well done.
2: Mm-hmm. Have you
1: seen bloopers of that shit? No. Oh, there's some good ones where people do different versions, like, what he's seeing. And it, sometimes it's, like, Hank in, like, old movies, like, from, like, when like the early 90s when he was in shit. Like, it's just kind of funny. There's great bloopers of that. I. Uh, But Jesse finally figures out that Walt was the one that poisoned Brock. With the whole cigarette, there was a cigarette swap with Huel. Old big-ass Huel with his sticky fingers flipped it with the cigarette pack. And he went in, starts beating the shit out of Saul. That's funny because after he leaves, he goes, What good are you anyway to Huel, which is great. And he goes to Walt's house, breaks out a CD, Put some meth on it, snarts the shit out of it, and goes in with gasoline to burn down the entire fucking house until Hank shows up. I think Jesse, I, I know he got awards on this thing, did great. Like, the he, right here when he says that he can't get keep getting away with this, It like, he did such a good job in this. And he looked, I think the name of the episode was Rabid Dog or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. He looks like a rabid dog when he's throwing the fucking gasoline all over the house. You hear him, he's like... He's grunting. He's like, losing his fucking mind. It, uh, so, now, Jesse is living at Hank and Marie's, just trying to sober up, because, you know, he was on a pretty big sky high, to come out and find out that he is about to do a rat tape, as basically uh, the uncles would call it. And... Right around this time, those 11 guys. This is where Hank gets in, or I'm sorry, uh, Walt gets in touch with Todd and says, I need you to get in touch with your uncles. And they stage the 11 person in jail, separate jail hits, where it's all set in two minutes. Crazy. The last one is really fucked up. The guy yeah. who, by himself in solitary, and they, th- they, throw uh, the liquid in and get him on fire. That's the lawyer too. Mm-hmm. Or not the lawyer. That's uh that was uh the car wash guy.
2: Uh no the laundromat guy.
1: That's what I meant. Not car wash. Yep. I actually meant uh laundromat, yes. Uh yeah the whole the whole scene just within two minutes. And that's all with him while he's trying to get Jesse to go against him. And Jesse makes the smart move. He goes, I know how to get this motherfucker. He knew that his money was in the barrel, and so they burn money in the fire pit. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. He's like, you know, this is the fire pit we used to grill out at. Gets him to go all the way out to where his money is, the first cook where he buried all the money, the very first place they cooked. And he has him dead to rights. He actually has Walter in cuffs. It's done. But prior to that, Walter called because he thought Jesse was on his own. He didn't realize he was being set up with the DEA calls Todd's uncles and these Nazi motherfuckers show up ready to kill. He tries calling them off. I will give you... Oh, man, when the shootout starts and you see Walt just fall down to the ground inside the truck, he can't get out. The shootout itself is just ridiculous. And then when the next episode starts up, Gomi's dead. And you're like, aw, Gomi. Yeah. Hank's hanging on, his leg is, you know, he's trying to move. I will give you the $80 million for his life. And just Hank's last words are just great. You're the smartest man I know, but you're too stupid to realize he made up his mind 10 minutes ago. And then do what you're... Mm-hmm. Well, there, then there's also the, you can go fuck yourself. He's, he, he played his part well. I liked him. Uh, But, yeah, Hank's dead. But the problem is, Marie went and told...
2: Skyler. uh, Skyler.
1: Your husband's in custody. This is it. This is what's happening. But Hank's not coming home. What's going on? Walter hurries up and gets home. He doesn't realize that, you know, he he made that phone call. He's trying to get everybody's shit packed together. Skyler shows up with Flynn and their daughter uh, and... He's like, everybody pack your shit, let's go. What happened to Uncle Hank? Blah, 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 blah. Skylar grabs a knife and finally defends herself. And she's like, you're not getting near this family. Get the fuck away. She swings on and actually cuts his hand. And he tackles her to the ground. And in shocking fashion, Flynn, little bony Forrest Gump legs and all, goes running over headlocks his dad backwards you know kind of pulling him over in like a chicken wing so she can get out of the way and then he calls 911 man on his own dad But then this fucking dude steals Holly he steals his baby and takes off I'm like what more or do you can you do just give the fuck up actually the Nazis left him my uh, one barrel 20 yep man. one barrel 20 of the 8 million of the 80 million which you know whatever at this point for him and he takes off in hiding and ends up leaving Holly at the fire station. Dude, you can't tell me that didn't, you don't fucking tear up a bit. Holly looks like she's crying and real sad and like she's been through some traumatic shit. I'm like, I don't know what you guys did right before getting her to do that, but bravo. Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> he goes in hiding through the vacuum guy, Robert Frost? Forrester. Forrester, my bad. Um, Jackie Brown. Wow. Yeah, yep, yep. And it's just so, I mean, at the same time, he finds out that Saul is all, or him and Saul are both basically at the same place at the same time because Saul's trying to get in hiding as well. Um, I think that we only find that out basically through Better Call Saul. But he ends up going to, Jesus Christ, I can't even remember what town he ends up going to so far away. Uh, Let's see. Nah, didn't even write it. But. All the meanwhile, you know, while he's in this one town, he ends up trying to call. He calls Junior. He says, look, I got money. I need to give it to you before I die. I need to make sure you guys have it. You killed Uncle Hank. Go fuck yourself. And he sees on TV his old business partners for Gray Matter Tech, Gretchen and Elliot. They're like, he had nothing to do with this company. He was a nobody. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, motherfucker. Now that's it. Leaves the diner after calling the police on himself to get himself caught. And shows up at their house with the money on their, uh, like living room table yeah. in the center, all the money scattered out, and they didn't even realize he was there at first. He's like, just talking to them all calmly, and just at the right time, he points, and he goes, "And I have two of the best hitmen this side of the Mississippi. You don't give them that money. I'll know whether I'm dead or alive. They're gonna know." And he goes back to the car, and it's goddamn Badger and Skinny Pete.
2: With laser pointers.
1: With laser pointers, which is so funny. After talking about it during Raw today, um, so good. And then he ends up, uh, he's like, I don't know how to feel about this, man. Gives him money. Oh, I feel better. That's all right. Goes and says his goodbye to Skylar, gets that machine gun for the trunk, and goes to square because he finds out through those guys that the meth is still out there. They're like, oh, we thought you were the one cooking it. And he goes, it's got to be Jesse. And he thought he was in partner with, the, with Jack and all those guys. And he wasn't. It was they had him chained up. Remember Andrea? Yeah, they fucking killed him. Or killed her. Right in front of in him. In order to keep him cooking. Yeah, right in front of him. Sad fucking scene. And then he saves the day. Hits that keychain button tackles Jesse to the ground everybody gets shot, <clears throat> including Walter, which you don't have to know at first. Todd gets killed by Jesse, which is great uh-huh. chokes him out with the chain that's wrapped around his uh, with the handcuffs and then Jesse sees his bleeding and says if you want to do it do it to yourself. takes off. right before Walter Walter takes off to die he calls uh, Lydia feeling like shit. Yeah, I put some rice in that stevia crap that you use.
2: That stevia <laughs> crap that you use. That's it. I love that. That's yeah. a great line. And, and the best and part back. is he just goodbye, Lydia, and he just tosses the cell phone.
1: Yep. And then Baby Blue from Badfinger starts, and he's walking through looking at the meth lab and puts his hand on it. You see the blood he drops down, and cops show up. That's the end of Walter White. And we find that out actually through El Camino. So, on to El Camino. So, it begin. I'm just kidding.
2: You know I could have watched Good. that entire series in less time than it took for you to describe it. Oh, fuck <laughs> your
1: mother. <laughs> Look at man. That was actually less than Saul.
2: That was about 55 minutes.
1: Why do you time me? What the fuck? I'm gonna start timing how short your segments are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god.
1: Were you not entertained?
2: A little, a little. You did lay wow, out. You would have been more You did. La- you you, you did lay out the timeline pretty well. I'll give you that. The series of events you, you had pretty good.
1: I wrote that all. Out. I know. Ten minutes on some chicken nuggets, my man. That's. It is hard goddamn work to be this good. I'm sure. And you know what? Check back next week because we got another top topic. This one, each of us are going to be providing our, you know, we did our Mount Rushmore at one point. It's like one of the first episodes. Yeah. This is going to be each of our Mount Rushmore of tag teams gonna have a theme going on next uh, several weeks with our top topics we'll be talking about mount rushmore managers tag team stables things like that next week we will be talking the mount rushmore of tag teams we don't even have a pay-per-view to cover i don't think next week uh you know we do
2: we do sold out oh
1: Oh, i met in real life with wwe oh there you go there you go or new japan but i'll be at one this weekend there you go plus hey this sunday go bills Fuck the Steelers. Hell yeah. We are the Top of Wrestling Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed this week. We'll see you next week. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco.
2: Wait. Kira Hogan is black? Shout out to Nightwing. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, The Doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at, the top of wrestling at gmail.com. on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks! Problem?
1: Yeah, well, go get some fucking, do some cocaine-looking adult or something. No,
2: fuck all that noise, Jack. (laughs) Shit, I kind of wish I had a Mountain Dew now.
1: Fuck. Do you you need to go run and get a Mountain
2: Dew? I am not going to leave the house just to get a Mountain Dew now. I'll just go get another beer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can make a pot of coffee.
2: I could. I could make some coffee. That actually is not the worst idea. Yeah. No, I'm going to stick with the beer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you're like... Oh my god. Next thing happened, Undertaker <laughs> comes out. We have the Ministry of Darkness. Guy's laying there. Oh my god, he's stabbing him in the fucking chest. Holy fucking shit. <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? How you
2: doing? Good. I got to I got to play this for you real quick. It's only like 10 seconds long. the original i forgot there's a second scream at the end oh god
1: do i look like i fit in the judgment day
2: no <laughs> does it show up all right it shows up i saw it before i even sat down man you may want to screen grab this <laughs> hold on